gathered together from the cosmic reaches of the internet. Here in the basement of the Great Hall of Justice are the most powerful forces for good podcasting ever assembled. This is the DC Superpowers Podcast. This looks like a job for Superman. To the Batmobile. My name is John Jones. I am the Green Arrow. Hey, Super Friends, welcome back to the DC Superpowers Podcast, issue number 91, for New Comic Book Day, February 7th, 2018. And we... As I mess it up. <laughs> I'm one of your hosts, Ken Rose, and sitting along here with me in the basement of the Hall of Justice is my good buddy, Vern. Hey, everyone. How you guys doing? So, we're, Vern, how you doing? Good. We're almost close to 100. We're nine yeah, episodes we're away from nine that. nine episodes from issue number 100. Yeah, so... I th- does that <laughs> does that mean we're a successful podcast? I think we are. We're still got people listening to us. Yeah, I would yeah. Say so, <laughs> thank you guys for sticking with us this long. That, yes, I'm surprised. <laughs> I mean, we would still sit and talk comic books even if you weren't listening. Regardless, yeah. But it is awesome that you guys are joining us for this ride. Thank you. So, um, and also, I want to say hello to all of our Facebook um, watchers. Uh, remember, we are on live on Facebook Live every, every Monday. Monday night, seven o'clock. Yep. Hang out with us at the DC Superpowers Podcast Facebook page and say hi. Yep, we're in the basement of Hall of Justice, guys. And, well, we, we literally are in the basement of Hall of Justice. Oh, wow. Oh, hey. Wow, wait, I hit the wrong button. He hit, he hit, he hit the wrong well, button, guys. That is awesome. The, you know what that was, right? I barely saw it. I just saw someone pop up. The, yeah, that, that was our numbers. Mm, okay, I, I, and I'll, I'll I, tell you I afterwards. See. Okay, <laughs> but um, good stuff, good stuff. But super friends, like I said, thank you for hanging out with us. There you go. Wow, nice, okay, nice. So <laughs> that's good. Thank you guys. Yes. Thank you everyone. There we go. You um, are listening. We're geeking out. But, I'm geeking out a little bit right now. Well, we're already way off the rails, and we've we are. started this is what happens. two minutes into the show. This is what love does to you. Um, yeah. But anyways, let's let's get back on track, guys. Um, we are on episode 91. We're going to go over this week of TV shows, the four TV shows that aired, and we're going to have a little switch up soon. We're going to talk about some more TV coming up with uh, Man of Steel. Then we got some uh, DVD news for Batman. We got some Justice League news, and we also have a lot of uh, important comic book news. Yes. Th- this was an extremely... Um Big comic book week. Right? Yeah, there wasn't too much going on in the world of anything else except yeah. for the actual books themselves. There was a couple announcements, like you said, in TV, but yeah. there was not much else. There's really nothing going on in movies except for, I want to remind everybody, as of time of recording, when you guys get this, Gotham by Gaslight is already out digital and Blu-ray and DVD. Go out mm-hmm. and check it out. We will have a review for you on the show here as soon as we get a chance to watch it. Right. So um, we have to go get it the same as you do. So same I'm way. Be going out to the store this week to pick <laughs> it up myself. Or I'm going to probably just watch it digitally for me. Yeah. So, so. Um, but we will have it. We will um, let you guys know what we thought of it. Um, and we'll, we'll tell you straight up because remember, so far with the animated movies, we're about fifty-fifty. Yes. Yeah. The animated thing, the standalone animated films seem like sometimes they're. Uh, Better than trying to put too much. Well, the standalone ones are trying to put too much into it. Yeah. I'm talking like um, the Killing Joke. Mm, okay. Uh, the Batman and Harley, Harley Quinn. Quinn. These yeah. they're trying to almost like they're trying to take a thin story and stretch, stretch it, out. it out. Yeah. Where the actual canon movies, 
like your Titans, um, Titans versus, versus Justice, Justice League. League. All of those ones those seem were like good. they're really good, telling a good linear story. I think we, they need to get back to that anyway. It's I think been they a while do too. Since we've had one in universe, and honestly, I think they need to get back to the Justice League too. We haven't seen a lot of Justice League yeah. stuff in a while. It, it, they may be getting ready to uh, start getting into the Rebirth. Now, man, they've done Flashpoint and Paradox. Mm-hmm. They've done a lot of the, the new Fifty Two new Fifty Two stories. Imagine if we actually got Rebirth in a in an um, animated feature. I'm, I wish we would. I was thinking to myself, we didn't get a new Fifty Two storyline until about five years into it, so yeah. it might be a little while because we had so many stories to get, and we just started Rebirth. But if we could get an introduction to us the first Rebirth and put that in animation form. Yeah. Oh, man, that would be a dream come true. But that would open up the universe to be able to start telling some of the other Rebirth stories mm-hmm. in movies. And they might go be able to go in far because all the questions we still have. Yeah. So, uh, well, actually, like I said, the Gotham by Gaslight is out. We are going to give you mm-hmm. a review. We will let you know straight up whether what we think of it. Also, March 13th is yes. when the Blu-ray DVD for Justice League comes out. Reserve your copies now. The you digital comes out, I believe, right end now. of February, correct? Yes. Uh, you can pre-order it right now if you want to pick up the actual DVD. It can be sent to your house, or you can pick it up in store wherever you want to buy where your local retailers Yeah, just retail go to Amazon, are. and they'll send it to you. Yeah. Um, so I guess that's what's coming out soon. Do you want a question? you want to go into uh, another Cinematic Universe one since we're talking about everything that's coming out and just get that one out the way? Uh, yeah, we can hit a little bit of movie news because we've only got one. And yeah. this one actually is jumping ahead past Gotham by Gaslight to the next DC animated feature, which is... Batman Ninja. Um, and we talked about this a couple episodes ago, but we didn't have a rating at the time. We finally have yeah. our actual rating. Well, if you look at, the, if you go to YouTube, look up Goth or Batman Ninja. You can find the trailer on there. Sweet. And this thing, if you're a fan of anime, mm-hmm. this is right up your alley because this is some of the biggest names in anime made a Batman story. And as I said, this wasn't Batman's first time um, going to anime for their styles because uh, I still remember the Gotham. Stories. Uh, it was Gotham Knights, I believe. Gotham Knights. I need to see that because that was what four or five individual stories, Six. weren't it? Six stories, mm-hmm. and all of them were like anime heavy. Yeah. just different styles of animation. Okay. Uh, I thought it was really cool. Out. It was really, it was really interesting. Batman done in that way, but this one's going to be actually. I don't know what time period this is taking. Probably, I'm assuming back with the samurais because he's a ninja, and it's like there's some samurais in here too. Mm-hmm. So, where well, this is. Happen? But we do find out the um the. The ratings are in for this, mm-hmm. and it is not a surprise. It's going yeah. to be rated PG-13. Yeah, and that that makes sense because uh, I know a lot of their movies right now with DC's uh, digital stuff or even their animation are rated R. But well, I'm, no, they've only had one or two, one rated R so far. I thought I might be wrong. Killing Joke was rated R. I thought um, uh, Justice League Dark was too. I might be wrong. It I, might have been. I don't remember off the top of my head. But, um, most of them, and I'm like, he's the, got a foul mouth. <laughs> well, <laughs> That's all I could think about. The vast majority of them so far have all been PG-13. Mm-hmm. So, and that's basically anything with any kind of fighting violence in it is going right. to be PG-13. So, um, let's see here. That was the. That's basically all the movie news we have this week. We know that Shazam is filming right now, so we're going yes. to be getting news for that. Uh, Aquaman is in post production. They're wrapping up everything. And that's coming out at the end ready. of the year. That's. Uh, when they wrapped filming for that, they've already wrapped filming, right? Yeah. I, so when I'm they pretty sure they're done now. We're just waiting for we it to come out. That oh, it was, it was Radar, by the way, just Oh, it was? Okay. Mm-hmm. So they've had two of them that are Radar so yeah. far. But it looks like um, and they may go that way with the new Suicide Squad one. 
They might. Um, I'm the reason why I would like them to because I know in the movie that we got a lot of people were saying it felt, and I'm one of those people. I still feel like Suicide Squad should have been radar even for the film just because of the team and what they do in the comics. It's like this is more of a. I wouldn't let my kids read Suicide Squad. Yeah. So I, I would like for the movie to be a little, I guess, heavy more in the rated art world. Well, I I've seen it as like you if you leave it as PG thirteen. Then add a little bit of extra comedy in there, which is what Suicide Squad, Suicide Squad did. Is, yeah. Plenty of. Right. The movie did, and then if you read the book, there is plenty of there's comedy a lot of com- in there. There is there's a lot, lot of comedy in there. in there. There's just some of those words where they you can't see it because they give like the uh, yeah the asterisks and all this stuff. On see, there. Yeah, for me, old school comic fan, I like that. Oh, I, I like do when too. they blank, blank out the swear words with weird symbols. Yeah, and that's what they do. I think they do that in Harley, too, don't they? Sometimes. Uh, yeah, sometimes. Harley doesn't swear that much, though. She doesn't. I just know. I feel like they, I've seen that in there a couple times. Although, I can't wait to... That's... If they do another Harley... Um, actually, no. That gets into... Um, Some TV. TV news, yeah. which we will be getting into in a minute. But when we get to this new Harley TV series mm-hmm. that's coming out, and uh, yes, I did say a Harley Quinn animated TV series. If you guys didn't hear. On the DC digital platform that's coming later this season. We still don't know year, what the name of this is going to be. Um, I can't wait. To see them do an animated version of Red Tool. I know, you better right? be on that. This is going to be a par- The whole show is going to have to be like a parody type. It's, well, yeah. It's going to be comedy-based. It has to be. <laughs> well, the, that's the one character that keeps going back and forth. You started with um, Dead or um, Deathstroke in right. DC Comics. Right. Then Marvel brings in <laughs> Dead Deadpool. And now we From have... From there, you get Red Tool on DC. Which Where is a parody going? of what Marvel had. It, <laughs> yeah. it just keeps... Someone's Marvel's gonna have to one up us at some way. At some point they will. They'll try. Then we're gonna have to do it again. <laughs> we gotta keep this cycle going, guys. Well, that's <laughs> like um, the, the news of. Did you hear the news about the guy on Reddit or someone is trying to start a campaign to go to Rotten Tomatoes and on? And I heard about that. that. So stupid stupid. So for stupid. Bla- for so Black stupid. Panther. Yeah. Well, I want to say right here. DC Superpowers Podcast, we're not going to put up with that. We will Mm-mm. be going to see Black Panther. Yes. We give all our support to um, to Marvel. Marvel loves DC. DC loves, loves Marvel. Marvel. There's no hate. There's, there's no hate here. No. We have a friendly competition of who can, I guess, get more numbers out. But yeah. how many? We've had uh, the Amalgam series. The, a good comic book movie helps everybody. It does. It helps the whole world of comic book universe. Help get get just the superheroes out there, get uh, them into the mainstream and everyone can benefit from that. That's right. There's no room for hate here. No. So, um but let's go uh let's go ahead and get some review stuff done. Okay. Because we had four shows last week. Mm-hmm. Because Gotham's not back. Mar- Gotham's back in March. I looked up a little Legends bit from that. That's going to be pretty week. cool. Yes, it does. Um, well, I guess Supergirl. <laughs> yeah, let's start with Supergirl. Started at the start, at the beginning. Uh, well, Lena um, basically got poisoned at the beginning of the show. Yeah. <laughs> was Which like, was interesting. I didn't. I, I was for <laughs> well, sure. No, that's not the beginning of the show, though. It was that the very was beginning of the show. Because the beginning of the show was Lena and uh, James going out to get waffles. Yes, or that's no, right. omelets. 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 And then that's when they and ran they into, into uh, uh, Edge. Morgan Edge. Yeah. Oh, my Which goodness. Which has been a while since we've had Edge on the I show. I know. I I like him because he's the bad guy, but I don't hate him as the bad yeah. guy. I'm like, you keep us, you keep me entertained. It's weird. He kind of reminds me, the character of Morgan Edge that they're doing on this, reminds me of, uh, from the first season, Maxwell Lord. Mm-hmm. Except Lord was a little bit more devious. Overly, well, Lord wasn't as overly evil. Yeah. Edge, you know, is a bad guy. He doesn't even try to hide it. No. Actually, he reminds me of the Morgan Edge leader of Inner Gang from the comic books. See, I didn't read that, so I don't know. Well, Intergang, you know who they were. Yeah, They're I know who they are. The, um, 
the DC's version of the Mafia. Mm-hmm. Okay, or the Superman world. Well, uh, yeah, because we have the Batman's world Mafia. So they did and a lot. They had a lot of. They didn't have metas, but they had meta tech stuff okay. like that. They had high tech weapons and things like that. Morgan Edge was basically the boss. He was the Don. Yeah, but it, I mean, it's not an Italian mob. It's a regular, regular but just it's a gang. Gang, but, um, and that's what we see a little bit in the show this, too. He comes across as a mob boss, and we now that's basically what happened in uh, the episode when Rain first appeared, wasn't it? It was all these this technology getting out, and then she went back to him and tried to kill him, but he hid away in his secret storage room in yes. his office. So they showed that just I don't think it was heavily focused on, but they haven't brought in inner gang yet, but they st- they do have Edge. Yeah, and they have gangs that use his yes. technology. So, but um, you have them run into each other, and. Uh, Morgan Edge gets in his car to drive away, and all of a sudden, he doesn't have control of his car. No, he doesn't. It's on its own, and it's... Being remote-controlled, basically, by somebody. Somebody is remote-controlling this car, and it's gaining speed, heading towards the towards the docks. Mm-hmm. So he, of course, can't get out the window, so he decides to tear the back seat out. I thought that was most, pretty smart. Most cars, even sedans like that, yeah. you hit the little button, and the seat pulls down. down. I was thinking the same thing. Like, maybe <laughs> well, he, just he like, tears the back seat out. I don't out. care. I'm trying to get out of my car. Yeah. Well, he climbs out and jumps out the trunk and uh, survives. And you notice the car exploded before it hit the wall. I know. I looked at that. I was like, ooh, they were making sure so he they, was going to yeah, die. Yeah, they wanted to make sure. They, there was a bomb in there also. Um, and then we get back to, um, I was going to say, Cat Grant. That's, yeah, then we get to Catco. Yeah, Catco. And uh, James and Lena, Lena and, and Cara, Cara are all in all there. And all of them are in a meeting at mm-hmm. Catco. And someone comes in and throws something across the room, which... Uh, Almost hit Lena. Well... Yeah, but not when you got the hands of steel like Supergirl out of nowhere. Kara just picks her, sticks her hand up and catches. When the she piece. did that out, I'm like, um, I think that was a little fast even for you to catch. You kind of looking like you got some powers there, but maybe she just you know played volleyball or something. I yeah. don't know. <laughs> she just lie about that. Um, he comes in all beat up. I mean, his clothes are torn apart. He's bleeding on his face, and he's like limping, look like he's been to an accident. Yeah. Like, what happened to and you? He comes in straight up to accuses Lena of trying to kill him. I almost got murdered by you, and then everyone <laughs> and James took offense to that. Yeah, James jumps, which is funny because later on, when Guardian gets in his face, it's like, how is he not going to figure out who I, Guardian is? I thought that too. I'm like, he's looking you dead in your eyes. You got a black guy attacking you. That was attacking you, you before <laughs> earlier that day, and he's now got you like two inches away from him. And I'm exactly. like, exactly. Yeah, and he knows you guys are dating. Um, so I think he might figure that out. Also, because we're talking about that, I'm waiting until she figures out that Guardian and uh, Supergirl who they actually are, because it's going to happen. I wonder which ones is she going to figure out first, Guardian, Guardian or is for she sure. Figure out Supergirl. First? I say Guardian for sure because he almost spilled the beans. And was that last episode of the episode before? I when she uh, they were having like that little. Discussion and he said something about Supergirl. I was like, how'd you know that? He was like, uh, uh, <laughs> when help me out. <laughs> yeah. Well, you gotta think they're not used to hiding things around because most of the people in their circle no. already know the secret. That's why I don't get why she doesn't know yet. I mean, even um, in Smallville, Lex knew who Superman or who Clark was. Yeah. So I I don't know. I feel like it's gonna come back and bite them in the butt. But um, anyways, they're basically going back and forth trying to figure out. Or she's trying to tell him, I didn't kill you. You have a lot of people in this town that despise you. Yeah. I'm not the only enemy you have. And he's <laughs> just putting all his money in there that she's the one that's done this. Come to find out, it was a Luther. Well, we're not going to get that far yet. Okay. Because this is where, when he leaves, um, then Lena, when she's, or later on, after all this, he's left and everything's calmed down. They sit down to have coffee, and um, James oh, yeah, goes out right, and gets coffee right, right. from the guy. Or no, no, no. sends Tessmacher out. Mm-hmm. And Ms. she Tessmacher. comes in. and Tessmacher! Tessmacher! I'm here, Miss Luther. 
I promise that girl's on like sugar herself. Like, yeah, she's so giddy. So she gets to uh, she goes out and gets coffee at the regular coffee cart. But they always she go there back. every day. Everybody takes a sip of their coffee. Lena starts to walk out onto the patio and passes out. Yeah, and then starts foaming at the mouth. So she's been poisoned. Mm-hmm. Immediately, uh, Supergirl grabs her and takes Flies her to the CEO. And then as that's happening, Jimmy runs out, and he's trying to find, where's the coffee? Yeah. Where, where's the coffee uh, stand? And he sees the guy, runs after him, and he's he basically has him in his sights. Then yeah. he gets shot. Well, he tackles him, picks the guy up, starts to talk to him, and the guy gets shot. Yeah. And it's like... Who did? I like how he was still like, shaking. I'm like, he's, he's dead, man. Yeah. <laughs> he's dead. Well, and then I didn't notice right away, but I've seen, I found out later, it's like they looked and the bullet's not there. Right. I noticed that. I'm like, Which so what happened? leads into what happens later. Mm-hmm. Um, well, this is also when he, he's for sure that um, uh, Edge is the one that's, that tried to kill oh, yeah. uh of course. Lena. So Guardian goes out on his own duty and interrogates him like he's Batman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Threatens him. He's hanging him over the building, and then he puts him back. And says, if you ever mess with Lena Luthor again, that's going to be the end of it. Yeah. He didn't say kill him, just that's going to be the end of it. So, and then he just throws him in his car, his other car, and breaks the windshield. <laughs> so I'm like, man, this guy's going to have a lot of car insurance. Yes. Well, he's got the money to fix it. He, he does have the money. Illegal money, but he has the money. <laughs> so, but we're going to, um, but... Uh, where was it? Where did I'm trying to think what there? happened right oh, after they that. Were, they got to the DEO, found out it was just it's cyanide. Oh, yeah, it's like, yeah, regular cyanide. Well, d- mm-hmm. just like, is there any other kind? But still, there was cyanide, <laughs> so they give Lena the antidote, and then take her back to Catco. Yeah. I was... And when she wakes up, they're like, oh, well, the, you got poisoned, and the paramedics gave you an antidote and left For you here. For cyanide? If you've been poisoned, even if you get the antidote, you're going to Could've the hospital. Died. Yeah, and... Yeah, I don't know. I, I figure they could have had, like, uh, Martian Manhunter just disguised himself as a doctor or something, yeah. and I don't know. Well, she accepts it, and she's like, well, I had this weirdest dream that I was flying, Kara, and you were carrying me. And- like I was Supergirl? <laughs> That's ridiculous. And Jimmy's like, ha, So, yeah, um, she's believing that is Maxwell Lord that's trying to threaten her yeah. at this point, too. Um, and then we soon find out they're going to have was was it a party or something they were going yeah, go to do later? Yeah, Lord is having some kind of a party, and uh, then or wait, did we find out see her mom before that? Yeah, she yeah. yeah when she made her big return. Yeah, her um, we find come to find out that Lena's mother Lillian Luther is the one who's trying to kill Edge, mm-hmm. all because he's been messing with her little girl. Right. See, st- the thing is, it's so weird. They have a bad family uh, relationship, but yeah. they still care for each other in this weird twisted Kinda, way yeah. uh they are luther so love is shown a little bit different um but we see her at the party and at this point she's just straight up like i don't care anymore yeah i'm a luther i'm gonna kill this guy well no because remember they um lena or um lillian has decided she's going to kill ed right and um lena is telling him no there's my oh yeah down. i got I'm the names and stuff yeah because remember Lena is trying to stop uh, stop the cycle of revenge. Right. She's like, basically we've seen this. basically one each other on trying to assassinate each other. Right and she now. also said, my brother fell a victim to this. My mom's now falling victim to this. I'm not going to be yeah. the one that's going to try to kill somebody just for revenge. There's other ways to get back. Yeah, I'll people. forgive you. That's fine. But um, her mother's not so forgiving. No. Um, so I'm just going to go into what she does at mm-hmm. toward the end of the show to try to kill him. Yeah. We get the Lex suit. That's right. Well, uh, Lillian tries to send drones after... 
or uh, Edge at his party. Right. Sets up a fireworks display, kind of, but it's all done with drones. Mm-hmm. And she's like, you see that right there? That's uh, They're yeah. going to attack you. And the I like. The thing is, Lillian has reprogrammed one of the drones with a laser mm-hmm. to kill him. Yes. Um, and he's wearing, like, is he wearing, like, his, um, what was, like, his name tag or something? What was that he was wearing? It was on, the, yeah, it honed in on his um, name badge. Yeah, and it's like, oh. His lanyard badge. The uh, best way to do I would just rip that off and threw it on the other side. Of the- well, that's what <laughs> Lena did eventually. Yeah. I mean, I would do that for myself. Yeah. Like, oh, well, nope. Lena was going to the party. That's what it was to actually record a confession from him. Mm-hmm. And, I think, and she gets one. Yeah. By try by telling uh, that thing's gonna kill you unless we do something. Do so, yeah. You confess to me and I'll get it off you. Yeah. Because she already knows how he's got it. Mm-hmm. She's she's one upping him, and that's when. So he I, confesses everything. And now I remember this is what happened. Then her mother comes in and she says, "Oh, you're smart. You had you were three steps ahead, but I'm four steps ahead of you." Yeah. And then the Lexo suit comes out, and him, her mom's wearing it. Now she's just trying to straight up kill uh, Edge now. At any cost. But then we get, of course, Supergirl and Guardian come in to help save the day. The mom and Monel comes in to save the day. And they have a battle, and this is where Lena starts to make a little bit of a connection, I think. Yeah. Because it's like, wait, Monel's here. I remember Monel. He's a superhero. Yeah. Hmm. Well, it's interesting because um, Monel has to come in and help because the Lexo suit is actually designed to take down Kryptonians. Right. So but, it it has kryptonite and stuff built into it. So Lena starts or um, Lillian starts hurting Supergirl. So Monel has to step in to help out, and they do. They take down Lillian, mm-hmm. and um, they find Edge gets away again. Again, always, always yes. gets away. I believe didn't he get away at the end of the episode? And now, no, he got punched in the face by um, was it Guardian? Yeah, with his shield. Yeah, yeah. Jay, yeah cause yeah. I told you if I ever help. see you again messing with Lena, yeah, something bad is gonna happen. He just. Boom, pops him with the shield, and then he's on the ground, not knocked out completely. Then Lena comes over there and just kicks him with his, her high heels on, and he gets knocked out. And yeah. now he's being taken to jail, and so is her, his, her mother. Um, and then this is when she tells her, um, there's other ways to get back at people besides killing them. There's other methods of revenge. And then yeah. she says, oh, that's okay. We'll talk about all this when I'm in jail. You'll come visit me yeah. if I'm still there. And then she winked at her. I'm like, oh, my goodness. Well, also, on the B side of this, mm-hmm. we get Samantha and talking to um, Alex mm-hmm. because she's having these blackouts for right. some reason. And they want to keep it quiet because a CEO of a company or someone running a company shouldn't be having these blackouts right. disappearing. And I and I thought it was weird. Now, since they're having all these tests, they're running um, x-rays MRI on the brain tests and everything. And, everything. Else, yes. and she takes blood sample. This is why I'm like, uh-oh, that's not going to go through her skin. Through well, her skin. remember, she only is, um, has the powers of rain when she's rain. Right. Well, it's weird. Well, the reason why I said it because at the beginning of the um, season, she got shot and she wasn't rain at that time. Yeah. But it didn't kill her. So I was thinking, I don't know. It just was kind of confusing. I think she healed, is what that was. Oh, Oh, okay. I thought she just didn't feel anything. Just hit her clothes and she was fine. No, I think she healed from it. Mm, Okay. Well, I mean, she didn't feel it, but I think there was a mark mark there. Yeah. Well, it was uh, her shirt had a hole in it, but her skin was fine. So that's why I I don't know. I don't know. Um, but also at the end of the episode, now they're looking for the other um, world. Are they called world killers? What are they called? Yes, the world killers. All right. Um, and Supergirl had a vision, I guess, because she's Kryptonian. She has these visions in her head for the dream. She saw the latest member. It was mm-hmm. her and uh, the black girl that came. Impurity. No, and, it's purity, not impurity. Oh, I thought it was impurity. No, it's purity. Uh, purity. Um, it's rain, purity, and pestilence. And there's and there's four. Uh, no, there's three total. No, no, I mean the the people they saw on the screen oh, okay. when they were um yeah they narrowed down who it could be because they're looking right. for Kryptonian signatures which Wynn starts geeking out because now he can track he can see where Superman's at mm-hmm. because they can track down um 
Kryptonian biosignature. Right. And he this whole episode, he's just geeking out. Uh, but there's now the four suspects, and since she had the dream earlier in the uh, episode, she sees uh, um, uh, she sees one of them. She's like, "Oh, that's definitely her." Like, how do you know? She's like, "I, I trust know. me, I know." Now, like, well, now we got wine. We got out who the other two are, mm-hmm. and we can go from there. And that was the end of the episode. If that's correct. pretty much all of it for Supergirl. Uh, we do know this this week is the last episode of Supergirl. For, for we a have while. a nine week hiatus, which yeah. is huge. That's, but that's because we're going to see the entire, almost the entire um, second half of the Legend season, right? Which isn't going to be too long either. Yeah. Um, well, next we have Flash. Yes. Next we get into the Flash. And what happened on Flash? Uh, Goldberg. <laughs> well, Goldberg has been in the last two episodes. Uh, right? Shrinking Man. Yeah. Uh, oh, we did. The funny thing is, talking Marvel again, real quick. Yeah. Uh, Marvel released the Ant-Man and Wasp trailer. Oh, yeah, I thought that was hilarious, too. The same week that The Flash has a uh, villain who shrinks things yeah. and walks away with them, like giant buildings and walks hmm, away with them. It's funny, it. we saw that in a trailer from Marvel, same uh-huh. one. I thought that was free. <laughs> someone said if, long, if someone would have uh, put out a handle on Flash, it was like, oh, yeah, you guys definitely carbon copied each other. You guys were yeah, talking. Yeah, someone was watching, got a leak from something. Yeah, <laughs> or they were just, in, we, as we said before, they got Swamp Thing, Man Thing. Hawkeye, Green, you guys know, you well, know, the they're thing, talking to each other. The, I, I like the name of this episode. It was, what um, was the name how do you shrunk the flat or the team Flash or something like okay. that? Okay, <laughs> I, I look, I, I heard that on the internet. I thought it was a joke. This, I know no, that was the actual episode. In this episode, you get uh, elongated man and Vibe. Well, yeah, Cisco and Ralph <laughs> shrunk down to about an inch and a half. It was literally like, honey, I shrunk the kids. Yeah. Um, well, anyways, uh, this starts off with Barry still in jail, of course, and he's still using his powers to just freeze time. He's not move- he's moving so fast, he's actually just legit freezing time. Yeah. Um, and on the outside, there's a new villain that's out there. Oh, sorry. While he's in jail, he talks to Goldberg's character. I'm uh, forgetting his name right now. I don't remember. Big Sir. Yeah, Big Sir. Um, and they start talking because they were playing um, cards. And one of the inmates was losing, and he tells Goldberg's character, he's like, oh, yeah, at least I never killed an innocent man, an unarmed man before. And Goldberg gets a little upset, walks yeah. away, and Flash's like, is that how you got in here? He's like, yeah, what do you care? He's like, it don't seem like you did it. And then he talks somewhere, he's like, you didn't do it. He said, what does it matter? Hope's all gone because they took one look at me, and there was somebody who looked like me, mm-hmm. bald head, big guy, beard, but it wasn't me. Which is funny because when you do see the guy, the guy is not that much that close to Goldberg no, on size I, or anything. No, like, I was like, he did, they just happened to both be bald, bald and tall. tall. <laughs> well, back in the day, he did have the the goatee, but still. <laughs> um, so now they're on the outside with Cisco. Oh, um, uh, Joe's um, Cecilia. Cecilia. Cecile. Yeah, Cecile has developed meta powers. Yes. now that she's pregnant. Yeah, and the reason and she can read everybody's brain. Every, she's. I, I saw this. I was like, she's she's, she's Jean a straight right up now. telepath. <laughs> um. But the reason why this happens is because she was in the city when the particle uh, accelerator went off, but it didn't affect her at the time. But for yeah. some reason, as when women get pregnant, certain yeah, something, things a lot of th- go off in their body. The, the way Caitlin uh, explained it was it's very similar to, like, um, what do they call it, gestational diabetes yes. or something, where yes. some women get diabetes only when they're pregnant. Yeah, and that's basically what happened to her, except she has powers yeah and she's reading everyone's mind and joe's <laughs> including joe i feel like joe just wanted to put on a helmet like a temporal yeah. hat and just like you can't read my brain get out of here <laughs> um but that's going on throw episode that's uh kind of giving them a, they even go to marriage counseling yes uh but anyways uh as they're outside there's this guy new meta that can shrink stuff and the coincidence is he was actually the guy that set up goldberg years ago yeah 
And now while he's and basically a, he's a collector. Oh yeah, he's he's a he shrinks collector. everything down and then just sets it up on nice little things in his room or in his apartment. Yeah, and so nice you get, little shelves. So you get Joe uh, Dibley and um, Cisco. They start to investigate. It's like, oh well, you know, we're with the cops. Let's just mm-hmm. go in there. He's like, oh yeah, you can come in acting normal. And they're like, oh man, you got this. This is you like the awesome collection. This is like a replica. Oh, this is perfect. Look, he's even got the little key in there. It's like. That's because it's actually the it's real, real thing. Yes. And then they find that out, and they're like, "Oh crap!" Now we got to jump out the window and k- chase him. And then this well, that's because he jumped out the window, right? And this is when they get down there, Cisco and uh, um, Long Game Man get shrunked. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> Joe's like, "Oh no!" And then they take them back to the labs. I love how Harry's is like, even though you guys are smart, it still makes you even more annoying. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and this whole time he's trying to figure out how to uh, shrink or get them back to normal size. And, of course, we have another character that can shrink in the world, mm-hmm. Adam, Ray Palmer. Yeah. So they use some of his tech. Well, they, yeah, they get a hold of Felicity because obviously they can't get a hold of Ray. He's, he's in the somewhere, in, somewhere time. in time. So they get a hold of Felicity because she's also worked with him and mm-hmm. got the information on how he does it and things like Basically that. Basically has everything and How they use dwarf star matter to do mm-hmm. He does it with dwarf star matter. And uh, he says, oh, we don't need Ray. I can figure this out. Yeah. <laughs> well, little does he know, he did need Ray to figure it out. Well, they, they adjusted, what was it, the Speed Force bazookas mm-hmm. when, and made it an anti-shrink gun. Yeah. Or what, No, they called it something else. It was a different. Oh, it was the de-shrinker or something the, like yeah. that, they called it. And Cisco looks at it and is like, that's, this is why I make up the name. The name's like, that's a terrible name. With a little squeaky voice. De-shrinkifier voices. or something like that, as they called it. <laughs> um, so he shoots them with things like, oh, you guys will be fine. Well, it turns out it is expanding their atoms and their molecules and their blood cells. But making them totally unstable. Yes, and they're blowing up basically in their body. And they have like, what, they have like, had 11 or 8 hours yeah, to Yeah, like 10 hours to, before their bodies just kind of go poof. And this is where Henry's like, or Harry's like, oh, no, I messed up. <clears throat> um, now back in jail, we also find out um, Big Sur is given hope. Yes. And Barry... Because Barry has set Team Flash on finding this who it was that actually um, killed this guy. Right. Um, and he wants to get his friend out of jail because yeah. he said, you helped my dad, helped you, you helped my dad, you're helping me, I helped you. We're friends now. Yeah. So he wants and to get him out. And we also find out that Wolf, t- um, Warden Wolf, tells Barry straight up, don't go giving people hope in here. Because the last guy that did this and didn't deliver on his promise didn't make it out of prison. Yeah. Um, so he's tell, he tells him that. And he's like, I don't care. I still have a friend in here. I'm just going to give him hope yeah. because he, everyone needs hope. So back on the outside. He's like, he didn't do it. It's not right that he's here. Oh, back on the outside, uh, Cisco and um, Harry are talking to each other, and they both come to the conclusion. The reason why the shrink gun isn't working, it's one of those effects of once he hits you with it, you shrink. Once he hits you with his ray again, you just get bigger. That's just how it works. Yeah, you, it, it de-shrinkifies you. Yeah, so they're now going to have to take them out into the battlefield, and hopefully he will shoot them and get them bigger mm-hmm. again. Um, and he's he's at an air, uh, air facility. It's a um, museum of meteorological Airplane. aircraft or something like that. Um, Weather balloons and yeah. and things like that. And he says, you know, and I thought it was so weird. He's been sneaky this whole episode. And this one, he's like, ah, whatever. I'm just going to shrink it in front of the guards and everyone. I'm like, yeah, that, that seemed a little convenient. But anyways, he's a villain. What do you expect? <laughs> he does that, and then some Team Flash shows up, and they go into action, and they try to stop him. But th- they're still also trying to get Cisco and um, uh, Ralph back to normal size. Yes. And he says straight up, I know what you're doing here. You're trying to make me shrink or have them get back to normal size. I'm not shooting them. Yeah. So um, uh, Harry or Henry makes sure. Harry. Harry. See, I'm getting his dad and the H's. Um, 
he comes in and he says, you know what, mocking him, shoot me, shoot me, not knowing that he somehow put the two little yeah, bodies on his well, chest. Well, Vibe had vibed them into his pocket. Okay, that's what it was. Yeah, that's what it was. And once that happens, he shoots them. They get big in and we're like, we're all good. And then they wind up stopping him. Yeah. Um, but once they stopped him, the whole point of them doing that was, one, stop him from stealing stuff and shrinking things. Yeah. Two, get him to say he confessed to the actual yeah. murder and get um, Goldberg's character out. And which he refuses to do. Right. And this is where Flash gets the word and he tells uh, Big Sur straight up, hey, everything was delivered as promised. They found him. They caught him. But he does not want to. Um, yeah, he won't confess. Yeah. And he says. Cause, and he did find out from um, Big Sur that the one thing he wants out of anything, oh, is yeah. to um, was it would be go to this monastery in China. China, yeah. Where everybody's like equal and, it, and it's all peaceful and stuff. Mm-hmm. No one's going to judge you. It's just yeah. you're just another person. Um, he tells him he wants to go there. That's his dream. Because he said, everyone has hope. What's mm-hmm. yours? He's like, well, besides just getting out of jail, where I want to go is yeah. um, in China. So once he can't get out, he's like, you know what? I promised him this. I promised him all this. But I'm the Flash. I'm not going to go out of jail myself. Yeah. But this man's innocent. My dad was innocent. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to spring this guy out. So he stops time. He freezes. Now, there's a camera right on him. But no, he thinks, Yeah, he watches the cameras. When the cameras turn away, he takes off. Right. Um, and he takes him right out, puts him in and he dry, The funny thing is, he um, runs, grabs Big Sur, takes him all the way to China, and comes all the way back in, in enough time so the camera didn't even notice he was gone. How fast is he actually moving? I think he's beating Wally at this point. <laughs> That's faster than the speed of light at this point. Oh, way faster than the speed of light. Way faster. But, but then again, it's one of those, if you think about the science of the Flash, you're going to go cross-eyed. Yes. Well, like that video <laughs> I showed you. We got the speed spectrum lightning. Um, excuse me. Um, so he gets back to G- – oh, and he also gives him a note. And it's the same thing he told Barry earlier. I forget what the quote was. Uh, everyone needs to has a, has a dream of so- – yeah, It was like something, that. but he gives it to – uh, Big Sir. Yeah. And to be honest, I think at that point he probably put two and two together. It was like, oh, Barry's the Flash. Yeah. But he's in China. Well, he's free. He's not going to tell on him. The video cameras did not catch Barry doing any of this. But Warden Wolf has installed a camera directly on Barry's cell that he didn't see, a hidden camera. And he caught Barry flashing out. Mm-hmm. At which point he, re- he tells Barry, hey, guess what I figured out? I know I have the Flash. Yep. Now, in the comic books... If I remember right, Wolf is not... He's not a good he's guy. He's not a good guy. No, he's not. But he's not a bad guy. Yeah. He's He is warden. He's a, I say he's goes, a scumbag. He doesn't, he doesn't help anybody. No. He is a scumbag warden, but he, he's a straight-up warden. warden. He does his job. Right. Whether or not you like the way he does his job, but in this one, he basically puts... I mean, as soon as he finds out that Barry's the Flash, mm-hmm. he sticks him in the metahuman wing, right. which has power dampeners and everything else, and makes a phone call to Aminette Black. Yep. And has a sale for her. And now, in the next episode, we see he's with the other metas that they have caught throughout the um, ser- yeah. throughout the season. So he's going to be with them. They're all, I think, going to try to escape. Probably. So I don't know how that's going to work. But that was the end of Flash. Flash gets on the black market. <laughs> yeah. Well, once again, Flash this week has been just like this week and last week. Seems like all of a sudden we have Flash, the fun flashback. Mm-hmm. I mean, this these have been fun episodes. Granted, you saying that he hasn't even been Flash. No. <laughs> He's been just Barry Allen in jail. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, that was Flash. That was Flash. Now we move on to Black Lightning. And Black Lightning, I really had fun. It was weird. I had fun with it. But as we said, we can definitely tell a different director took the helm as yeah. most episodes it's that happens. But that, this, yeah, one this one has been felt really different. The cuts between scenes were a little weird. They are a little choppy. Mm-hmm. The whole thing felt like it was rushed because mm-hmm. of the way the, the screen looked. Right. The cinematography 
and the editing was totally different than it ha- than we've had for the yeah, first two episodes. It, it was a uh, completely not completely different, but it was definitely a more of a fast paced moving yeah. scenes. Like the story was fine, just the scenes just was it was done weird. Um, hopefully we get back to something more normal next mm-hmm. episode. But um, in this episode we're at the church. Yes, um, it's Sunday, and it, well, no, that was the funeral for. Um, oh, that's right, it was the funeral. What was it? it was um, the funeral. It was the funeral. Of La, what was her name? I am sorry, Lawanda. I'm forgetting Lawanda. Her name. Um, it was Lawanda's funeral that died, she died at the um, hands of Lala last week. Right, and then Lala died at the hands of uh, Tobias Will, but no one's going to yeah. mourn him. <laughs> um, well, as they're mourning, uh, he gives a speech of she died for doing what she believed in, yeah. just like Black Lightning does. He's inspiring all of us to be a hero. Yeah, and stand up for what you believe in. And then this is when Black Lightning looks at or uh, Jefferson looks at his wife too, like, uh, "Honey, you might have been right about some of that stuff." Yeah. <laughs> like, uh oh. So he tries to talk to him, and so does the um, uh, the I'm trying to think what was his friend's name the the police officer uh, or Detective the captain. Henderson, Detective Henderson, and they are uh, talk to him saying, "Hey, we get that you have a good cause and you want to save the, help people in the city, but you're going to go up to 100 for this protest. Something bad is going to happen." Yeah, but he's like, "You know, no, no, I'm I'm like, going to do this." Shot. Well, he's like, "Well, if I get shot, it's in the, the Lord's work." Yes, and it's like. I don't think that's how it works here, guy. <laughs> yeah. They're going to uh, shoot you. Whether or not no, God will save you afterwards, or or they not. don't care. Yeah. Um, so that's going on. And as this is happening, um, is it Anissa? Yes. Uh, she's training in a junkyard trying to figure out how to work, how her powers work. Yes. Because she's punching stuff. He's like, she knows. She knows she has this power now. Right. She she's trying to lift things. It's not working. She's like, man, nothing. And she gets more angry because, like, it's not working. And she, like, punches a TV when it happens. Like, oh. That's how it works. Yeah. Like, or adrenaline has to get pumping for it to uh, uh-huh. happen. Or stress, even. Um, so she's like, yeah, I did it. She's going to try to keep um, learning about this um, throughout the show. Now, um, as this also is happening, we get uh, the youngest daughter, uh, Jennifer. Jennifer. And she's <laughs> – her hormones are kicking. Just put it that yes. way. Um, so her and her boyfriend are up on the roof, and they're like, well, we can get a hotel together this weekend and just be we'll lovey-dovey. Yeah. yeah. And he says, I'm sorry to tell you this, but uh, I, I just thought it was so cool, and you're so nice, but I didn't want to break I've it to you. I've never done this before. Yeah, and she's like, oh, well, neither have I. This actually makes me feel better. Like, oh, look at you two little cute couples. <laughs> uh, or little couples, you two. And so she says, my parents always told me to be open with them. I'm going to go tell them, hey, Mom and Dad, I'm, we're going to do this this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> at which point the parents are like I, I, they have nothing to say. They both take the, they, they're drinking wine at the table for dinner, and they both pick up the wine glass at the same time. Like, like I need something right now. What did we just have this conversation? Yeah. Um, and afterwards, you find out they sit there talking like we can't blame her, we can't yell at her about this right because we always told her we to told come her to, to us if you got anything in your life that you're thinking about doing, come to us first. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so weird um so as the episode goes on the two sisters now uh jennifer and um anissa are in the room together saying I, yeah. that was cold of you to do that to mom and dad but i like that you did that I rubbed it in her face for it yeah um and then as the episode keeps going now this is the time where he gets a new upgrade on his suit he gets a new what is this, his gloves yeah his gauntlets. It, it's something that gambia has added so it basically puts a lot more focused beam right it's almost like a laser now for the electricity for, exactly and he figures out by just he's like using his hands it's like it's not focusing he's like come on jefferson you know how to work this has been a while but come on get your head in the game he says oh all i need to do is point <laughs> and that'll work yeah. um and now this is when we're actually having the i'm sorry not the riot but the protest for the 100s and oh 
Big reveal we forgot to mention. Uh, the Easter egg. Which one? The comic book. The oh, Outsiders. Yes. Um, uh, there's a couple things Anissa, about that book. Anissa meets a new friend. Yes. At the library. Yes. Who happens to have a comic book in her back pocket. And it's an Outsiders comic book. Yes. And her dad was on The Outsiders. Yes. Black Lightning was in The Outsiders for a for an amount of time back mm-hmm. in the 80s. And also, but also the um, character, the, gir- the girl who has Choi. it is Grace Choi, which you told I didn't realize. You told me she was actually a superhero also. Yes, yeah, she was um, on the team of the new Outsiders, uh, that uh, Red Arrow, Roy Harper at the time, and Nightwing, Dick Grayson, of course, they made up their own, like a partnership okay. to get these young, basically trying to make another version like Teen Titans or, yeah. or Outsiders and get these young So it sounds in. like it was basically what Titans is now. Yes. And um, they get. She's one of the uh, team members. Okay. So it's funny that she. Who was it? What's it, what's her superhero name? Oh man, you know I. You don't, said she was Amazon. She is Amazon. I don't remember her superhero name. Okay, though. but if she even had the two one, of them were talking about superheroes and uh, meta abilities and things at the library, and uh, Grace actually invites Anissa to this superhero party. Mm-hmm. It's, it's basically a, a cosplay, cosplay party. party. Yeah. Where well, they dress up as their favorite superheroes. And she says, you And can... Anissa shows up as Catwoman. And the funny thing is, she says, Now you can dress up as Supergirl, Looker, if you're into vampires. And to let everyone know, Looker was on the team with Black Lightning that Batman got okay. the team together. And her power was, well, she's a vampire. She look in your eyes, mesmerize you, and you know vampire stuff. Um, and so vampire it's... stuff, I like that. <laughs> so it's just, it was a lot of Easter eggs. Also, we got to meet Lady M. Was that her name? I don't remember. It was Lady something. I think it was Lady M. I but she say. ends up being, um, she's Tobias's boss. And we both thought this whole time Tobias was the king of the city. Yeah, we thought he was kingpin of the city. No, he answers to someone also. Right. Now I'm wondering if she answers to anybody. I don't the know. food chain. Um, but anyways, her character, her first appearance in the uh, DC universe was the same book that Grace had in her back pocket. Ah, okay. So this book just, it was just so many things about this book yeah. that she had. I'm like, you guys are awesome for this, the creators. Um, but now they're at the um, costume part or cosplay party, and they're dancing, they're feeling each other, and then this is where uh, Nissa's girlfriend walks in. Which is interesting because this whole thing um, where this blows up, she comes in. Like, this seems out of nowhere because last time we saw the two of them, they were good. They were fine, but, but um, you, and now and this is like, well, this has been going for getting ready for a while. So it's, it feels, well, you could it t- felt like a lot of the rest of this episode. It felt rushed. It did. It but comes out of nowhere. They kind of hinted at it at the last episode because she was like, "You haven't even met my family. We've been dating for almost a year or yeah. something like that." So it's, I'm sorry if you haven't met the family yet. And you guys have been talking for this long and dating this long. She might not be that into you. Yeah. Um. So I can see why I said it was a long time coming. We were going to break up soon, and which they do. And in the comic books, um, Grace and Anissa are uh, girlfriends. Yeah. So this is starting this. Okay. Now we're um at the protest and Black Lightning's there to save everyone, which he does. There's a, a was this no, there was somebody with a machine gun and he was getting ready to just shoot yeah. the crowd. Tobias had sent someone in to basically kill this preacher and anybody else they can in the crowd. Right. Well Black Lightning saves him. Yes. But the other thing was Tobias pulls out his uh car with the his assistant, I'm guessing. And she sniper right. She has a sniper uh, rifle, and she does shoot two people with one bullet. Went through. Yeah, she me- she two shoots of the them. priest or the preacher mm-hmm. and Jennifer's boyfriend. Yep. Um, the preacher he he's gonna live. Both of them are going to live. They got yeah. them to the hospital in time. If it wasn't for Black Lightning, they would be dead. Even mm-hmm. though they got injured, people are still seeing him as a yeah. great superhero. Um, but the problem is um, Jennifer's boyfriend. Now he was a track star. Yeah, that whole this whole episode, the whole series, he said, "I want to get out of the city. And I'm uh-huh. going to make it by running track." Well, now since he got shot, it hit his spine, and he's going to be paralyzed now. Yes, so I was like, "Oh, that sucks." And um, it, it kind of ruins the plans for the weekend too. <laughs> yeah, 
Uh, it's sad. I was gonna say Justin's probably happy about that, but not happy about anything yeah. else. Um, I'm but they're seeing there seems to be more consequences than to being Black Lightning than there was before. Yeah, because I think he is a father, and he's seeing man people's lives. Are yeah. really, he sees them in a different light now. Um, and I want to say was that that was it. That was like the last thing was he's gonna be that was paralyzed most now. of it. Like, yeah. Oh, that went out on a downer. Um, so that was Black, Black Lightning. Lightning. I feel like there was one more thing at the very end. I just cannot think about it. I don't remember off the top of my head. I don't either. Well, if it comes to me, I'll... We will we find go. out. We will. Tomorrow night as a recording. Yes. Um, then that brings us to the last show of the week, which mm-hmm. was Arrow. Yeah, now this one... A lot a lot happening here, but once again, it seems like Arrow... I think it's weird because I'm getting this show, this show, this show, and then we take that day break, and then I'm like... I'm kind of like energy out, and I don't know. It's like Arrow comes on. I'm yeah. like... I'm watching, but I'm like, I'm just not as hyped for it right and actually, now. Actually, before I've been here, what you're looking at, I believe the ratings are dropping on Arrow finally now, okay. too. So we may be Maybe. looking at, the, we may get one more season out of Arrow, and that'd be about it, unless they do something to turn it around. Yeah, and like I say it's not bad storytelling. The Kate just, and James story's hmm. not been bad. No. But it's just not been spectacular either. Right. Um, well, in this one, we see the help of Vigilante. Mm-hmm. He was helping them last time. He even shot some bad guys in the crowd for yeah. Team Arrow. Or Team Terrific, whatever you want to call them. Um, in this whole episode, now they're trying to figure out, can they trust Vigilante? Yeah. And at this point, they finally have the trust of uh, Dinah, right? Yeah, Dinah Blake. Yeah, Dinah's, ba- Dinah's uh, all on Team Vigilante. Yeah, um, and so is Mr. Terrific and um, Wild Dog. Now, Arrow does not trust him. No. And even, um, I think even Spartan is like, eh, Spartan's he's helping not him. happy about it. He's not happy, but he's like, yeah. he hasn't done anything too bad. Arrow's like, come in the back with me, I'm talking to you. And he says... Uh, I don't trust you. He's like, even though if you don't trust me, you're still going to use me to yeah. get to uh, the main guy. He's like, yeah, I guess You don't I have much of a choice. No. So they send him undercover, and Vigilante, of course, can heal. So they yeah. really don't care. Well, they're trying to find the thermobaric bomb, the, basically the big bomb that um, Kate and James has. They have no right. idea what he's using it for. They need to find it. Right. So they send Vigilante in to Kate and James to actually break into his server room and download... Everything on the server, mm-hmm. which they what, find is like eight terabytes worth of information. And which they do, um, but at the same cost, he talks his way out of it, and he's getting out the door, and he's like, oh, wait, stop, there's a traitor here. He's like, uh, okay, it's not me. Then they tase him, and now he's being interrogated. Yeah. And, of course, uh, Anatoly now, of course, is going to be one to torture him, and they yeah. find out, oh, you can heal. Oh, this is going to be a fun night, because everyone has their limits. Yeah. <laughs> well, also, the... As soon as he stepped out of the building, the drive uploaded to Felicity immediately. Mm-hmm. Um, so they have the information. It's just all encrypted at the moment. Right, and it's going to take a while for them to uncover it, and we'll find out all that at the end of the episode. Uh, while all this is also going on, you have Quentin Lance being spied on by uh, Black or Black Siren. Yes. And it seems like she wants to be good, but she's just not a good person. She's yeah. not a good character. She, lo- she, she loves her dad, but it's, that's about as far as it goes. Because uh, he tries to get to her, and she just screams the whole room and messes it up and walks away. And mm-hmm. he's like, I think I got to her, though. I think she might come over to the good side. Yeah. Well, as the episode goes on, um, they, once again, they split up. You get Diggle and Arrow trying to find the bomb because it comes down to uh, we can find the bomb because we have the information. Yeah. And also, we notice that Vigilante is getting tortured. So. Yeah, so we get a choice. We can do one or the other. We need the every, both teams to do one or, one or the other. Right. And, and Dinah's team says, no, we have, we got Vigilante into this. We have to get him out. And this is when Arrow tells uh, Dinah, we need you. We need you. And she's like, no. He knew what you, he was doing. He can heal. He'll be okay. But she says, "You, I don't care what powers or abilities have. You know if Felicity was caught here, you would say, forget everything else and just save her and have yeah. us do something for you. And he's like, okay. So he comes back and, like, you have a point. Yeah. And uh, so now you have, once again, Team Terrific and um, going to save uh 
vigilante and Team Arrow goes in to stop the bombs. Team Arrow basically being Diggle and Ollie, and that's, that's it. That's it. Um, so they I was run into almost some wondering if they might try if they might try to talk Speedy into suiting up. I was waiting. For, I've been waiting for that for the past two episodes yeah. now. I thought that was going to happen. Um, so they go and find the bombs. Turns out the bomb wasn't really there as they thought. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a couple of trucks now going. Well, no, the bomb was there, but but Anatoly and everybody else has already figured out that Arrow was coming, mm-hmm. and they're just like, oh, it took them longer to figure this out than I thought. Mm-hmm. So they loaded up four trucks, four I thought it and went five. four different directions. You're right. One of them has the bomb, but since there's only two guys on Team Arrow right now, they can't follow it. Excuse me. Um, and now we go back to trying to find Vigilante. Uh, Dinah does find Vigilante there. Mm-hmm. They're escaping, and um, as they're escaping, something bad happens. There's another bomb there. Now, it's yes. not a big one, but it's enough to blow a hole in the wall and mess up the room. And Vigilante uh, gets, gets speared on a pipe in the wall. And Dinah gets uh, under some rubble. Caught under the rubble and under an I-beam. So she's awake the whole time watching this. Mm-hmm. As Caden James walks up and tells uh, Dinah Lance. Black Siren. Black Siren to kill Vigilante. Well, he says, I know you can heal from anything, but everyone has their limits. And once again, he keeps saying everyone has their limits, yeah. especially you. And she basically just walks up to his ear and just blows and right And screams into it. right into it until basically melts his head. Yeah. Uh, cells aren't going to heal from that. So once again, she saw him. Yeah, he's not Lobo. <clears throat> yeah, she saw him die again because we remember they were in um, Central City or Star City. Yeah, she Sorry, was C- there when Central he got City. shot in the head. Yeah, and um, that's she saw him die once before. She said, "I'm not seeing that again." It literally happened all over again. Yeah. Um, and now this time, there's two canaries going to basically be going at it because mm-hmm. now at the end of the episode, she's mourning her. Uh, I would say just her lover, I guess, because they've yeah. been fiance, boyfriend, girlfriend. They've been everything. And she says she tells Ollie because he comes there to comfort her basically, and she's like, "Nope, vigilante was right. This the way city, you do things is not right. It doesn't work. The whole this saving city, people, it yeah. doesn't work in this city. You have to answer violence with violence." Yep. And he's like, "No, don't do this. I've been there." She's like, "No, I'm killing all of them, and I'm starting off with Black Siren." Yeah. And then also, um, the Speedy tells Quentin Lance what happened, and he's like, "Well, I guess there's no hope for." Her. Although yeah. I feel like he's going to try again, but uh, we find out now there's um, He's no not going to be able to pull the trigger on her. No, but Dinah wants to. Well, yeah. And that was the end of the episode. That was it. Now, um, we got big changes. Well, this we got one more week of Supergirl. Mm-hmm. And then we switch to Legends. And you get to see Kid Flash on Legends. Yes. I'm, and Constantine. I'm, yes, I'm very excited for this. These are two uh, characters. I like how they um, switched out a couple of them, and now we're bringing in some more. Mm-hmm. And I, love, I love all of them. Well, um, we do have... Talking of big changes, we actually have a couple of new shows that we're ta- to talk about. Mm-hmm. One of them is just a real quick, Krypton dropped another trailer. This one focusing on Superman's cape. Right. And Segel um, getting Superman's cape and being told that um, that his son or his grandson mm-hmm. will be the universe's greatest hero. hero. Yep, which he is. And now it's up to you to make sure that that happens right. <laughs> still. And you want to say who was the one actually telling him this? And, well, no, that, and the voice in the trailer is not him, but... If you watch the extended trailer, you see another um, person, a guy in a hoodie, talking to Segal about the cape, and that's Adam Strange. Yeah, which I, I didn't know, know that Adam at the Strange time. We know Adam Strange is going to be in the show. Hawkman is going to be in the show. show. I'm wondering if the original voice is not Hawkman. It might have been because the way Carter Hall has been even talking for this whole Dark Knight Metal, he's like the narrator. And yeah. it seemed like there was a narrator for this, so that could possibly, very possibly be him. Well, we have the end of March on Sci-Fi Channels when Krypton premieres. Mm-hmm. Now, that's not the only... Star Superman prequel we have coming now. No, we have two. Because this past week, the DC announced a new one. 
Surprising. That's coming to the new DC Direct digital service. Yeah, I, I, I'm really surprised at this. I said, I thought since we were getting a prequel and you told me this, I'm like, you're talking about Metropolis, right? And then like, no. Was, well, no, you thought I was I'm talking not about Metropolis. Krypton. Krypton. I kind of just gave no, away what Yeah, this yeah. one is actually called Metropolis, and it's going to focus on the city of tomorrow before Superman ever shows up. This is basically Gotham. Yeah, it's actually Superman. the same producers and writers from Gotham mm-hmm. doing this show about Metropolis. Right. It's basically going to be um, it's the executive producers from Gotham, John Stevens and Danny Cannon. They're going to also executive produce this series, and Cannon is set to direct the first episode with the, um, the screenplay written by Stevens, and the story is by both of them. Now, this is basically going to be the rise of Metropolis and the basically the backstory and rise of Lois Lane and Lex Luthor, who they're going to focus on. Which is interesting to me because I never saw them as – are they going to be – I don't know yet, but I'm – are they going to be on opposite sides? They're going to be on the same side, and then we see I don't know. Is, how they yeah. stop being is, friends. Are, is Luther going to be just a straight businessman in this, or is he? You never know. know. I don't um, know. But we know it's in 2019 is when we're supposed to be getting this. We better get Lana too in here. It's going to be a um, live action TV series on the new series. Um, no, Lana wouldn't be in this yet. Oh yeah, because she would be. In, the, uh, she wouldn't come out of the still. scene until um, Clark she, does. Well, the reason why I'm saying that there's a lot of things in Gotham that didn't work that way, so I'm just I'm just assuming she's yeah. probably going to make an appearance in the show anyway. They probably. Well, I don't know. We'll find out. That that'd be towards the end of it probably. But this is exclusively to the DC's upcoming digital service, and um, it's not the obviously not the only show we got. We know of four shows that are coming to this service to help it launch it out. Yeah. We have Ooh. Metropolis, two live action and two animated. Right. We have Metropolis, Titans. Titans that that's what we forgot about. earlier today. Titan, no, because I thought there were five. There's only four. Okay. Okay. That's Titans why. is coming. We know that should be cut. That'll be this year. Mm-hmm. They've already, they're already filming the yeah. uh, first couple of episodes. Then we are getting, um, they've been working on it for a while. We are getting Young Justice Outsiders and the Harley Quinn animated series. Mm-hmm. So there's four shows that we know are guaranteed to help launch this digital service, plus whatever el- other Else DC stuff they want to put on there. Art. That came from the past. So this one's going to be cool. It says, as of right now, this is supposed to go- be in um, 2019. Uh, going, it, it has been confirmed as a 13-episode season, um, which is going to go into production later this year. So uh, it's going to be interesting to see what city they actually um, use for Metropolis in this Cleveland. One. <laughs> no, no, no. That was in Powers. Yeah, still was a good city. That was a fun show. If it, I was thinking, this whole time, I'm thinking about we, they could have put it on here and it might do good numbers on here if they would have waited. Possibly, a while. yeah. But <clears throat> uh, next thing we got is actually this is a little different. DC Fashion. Yes. Um, now I'll let you do a little bit. I'm just gonna give um, where I've seen this before. Now they've made <clears throat> men suits before. Um, was this, be a hero in the office with DC comic books, but this is now for the women's suits. They've had men's suits yeah, out ahead. before. Oh, okay. Uh, they've had men's suits out before, and I even looked up some. You can be Riddler, Joker, or you can just have a regular on black colored suit, white suit, whatever color you really want. But on the inside, the interior looks like something that would be, uh, I'm trying to think, on like a pillowcase maybe. Yeah, it's like basically a, a comic book um, interior. Yeah, um, but it feels really good. It feels exactly like you would pay for an expensive suit, but it just has a comic book characters on here. But like I said, this one's for women. Um, so you can get a blazer, uh, coat jacket uh, with Wonder Woman, Batgirl, Catwoman, Harley Quinn, so on and so forth, the females of the DC world. There was a phone. Um, and this is a very stylish jacket, um, and you can just really match this with anything you want. You can be a superhero in the office. 
Uh, I'm trying to see where else they have. They have suit uh, pants. They have skirts for women. And this is fun suits. Now, DC Comics' name is on here. Um, the other ones had different characters, even from Marvel, DC, uh, yeah. really anyone you can think of. So hopefully, and ties too. So hopefully, um, there will be more out for the uh, females to wear besides just this. Maybe we can get some. Yeah, they're black and pink are the colors they have right now. They're actually from if you check fun.com, they're the ones that are actually putting these suits out. And it's a, basically a blazer in either pants mm-hmm. or a skirt. Right. And like I said, hopefully there's a little bit more because um, we can get ties. We can get our suits yeah. and all this stuff for us. So The cool thing is it's like the entire – like the um, even the skirt they have here, mm-hmm. the all, the inter- inner lining of the skirt is the super comic book characters. Yeah. So it, unless you – like they show the blazer here. If you don't fold up the sleeves at all, you don't see what's inside. You don't see it's comic book. You can mm-hmm. be all dressed and super professional. Right. And then you roll up the sleeve just a little bit, and you show your comic book. Like, oh, that's really cool. Um, so this is what's out there for all you female comic book fans out there. Now, while look we're Look stylish in the office. That's right. <laughs> well, give me half a minute. I will look at fun.com, and we will see how much they're running for these suits right now. Now, the other suits I'm are saying expensive. it's probably 100 150 bucks or more. But we will find out. There we go. It's actually right at the right on top of the thing. The executive suits for women. How much are you? Uh, we're looking at actually. Oh, that's actually pretty good price. Yeah, the trousers are twenty four ninety nine. Oh, wow. Um, the one button blazers are forty. That's that affordable. is awesome. How the much skirt, are the men still? I care. The pencil the pencil skirt is twenty five. Uh, yeah, the pink the pr- pink printed is forty. The men's slim fit suit pants are twenty five. And well, they have a TARDIS. It's they have a, a bunch of other ones. Two on it right now, isn't yeah, the seventy five percent off. So That's usually, why. yeah, you as of right now, they're on sale at. Um, but well, really, the women's pants are normally forty, and the skirt is normally forty, and the blazers are sixty. I might have to give me That's some. That's not bad. Myself. The men's regular price. Now this is the Doctor Who version, but I'm assuming they're all about, about that. The, same. the regular price for the men's suit pants are eighty. And the jackets are 200 Yep, yep, yeah. And for a really good jacket, that's about that's average price. Yeah. So check those out. That's fun.com. It looks like they have a lot of um, really nice fashion, fashionable clothing mm-hmm. that can show your geek side. Right. So that, and I believe that's all we have left is comic book news. Yep. There's a lot of that. Yeah. Now there was a bunch of stuff that dropped. A um, lot of stuff. Real quick, we're going to hit on a couple of these because two of them are going to take a whole lot more time. Um, one is DC has actually announced they're going to be joining forces with some young adult authors for two new imprints for DC. We have DC Zoom and what was the other one? Uh, DC Zoom and I'll probably jump past it already. Um, and DC Inc. DC Inc. Now, these are going to be focusing on two different um, age ranges. DC Zoom is going to be, um, well, let's see here. Uh, back up to the top. Uh, DC Zoom is going to feature stories for middle school readers, mm-hmm. where Inc. actually focuses more on young adults, which is more your um, younger high school age. Yeah. Um, but basically, we're focusing totally, between the two of them, on kids between ages of 7 and 15. And um, this, <coughs> sorry. this seems like it's a pretty good idea, too. Yeah. Um, as we said, for me, it seems like I talk to more adults that know the comic book stuff. Kids yeah. like the superheroes, but they're not really... I don't think picking up and reading it. They're playing to toys and watching TV shows, but now yeah. they can well, the cool have the thing about form. this is um, these are not all comic book creators that are doing this. No, they're actually bringing in young adult authors. Some of these I've actually heard of, and um, 
I know, like, my wife loves young adult fiction, um, and I know a lot of adults that really like the what's technically young adult fiction. Mm-hmm. But um, they're bringing in um, Lori House Anderson, who does the speak, does speak, Melissa De La Cruz from the Descendants series, mm, I've heard of that. Uh, Michael Northrup from Tomb, Tomb Quest, Quest, and Ridley Pearson from the Kingdom Keeper series to write some of these novels. Hmm. Or they're all going to be graphic novels. Um, and then we got a quote here from the um, Chuck. Rosansky, the president of Mile High Comics, um, he says, any initiative that will create material for 7 to 15-year-olds, I'm all for. That's our biggest growth area in the store. Now, Mile High Comics has three stores in the Denver area, and they're actually well-known nationwide. Uh, So this looks like it's going to be, like I said, it's focusing on younger readers. Um, We do have, um, now, the ink line is going to start with two graphic novels, one of them on Harley Quinn, who that's written by uh, Mariko Tamaki and drawn by Steve Pooh, Pug, I'm not sure how. And then the other I one is Mara, <laughs> which is focusing on Mara, written by Danielle Page, and there's no, annou- no one's announced yet who's going to actually um, be the artist on that one. Then DC Zoom is going to debut with DC Superhero Girls Search for Atlantis by Shea Fontana. And Yancey Labatt. So, um, and then we know Shea Fontana is not a is um, no stranger to comic books. No, she's been writing comics for a while. So, um, we have another quote here that says, um, "If you look at the relationship in middle grade and YA in general, you'll see a swing on the side of female readers." Says Michelle Wells, the vice president of content strategy at DC. Now, um. Normal stable-bound comics have traditionally appealed to an audience of male readers. We know that, uh, traditionally. Yeah. Now, that's nowhere near everybody that reads, because th- there are some awesome fangirls out there reading comics, too. And I would say, there's as ma- at this point, there's as many girls and women f- reading comic books as there are men. Oh, yeah, totally. But this is cool that they're trying to bring young women into this. Um, now, we see, uh, you'll see that um, Jean Luen Yang... You'll see that Jean Luen Yang book, uh, Superman Smashes the Clan, will be for both imprints, according to Wells. <clears throat> um, if anyone can make a bold statement with Superman, it's Jean Yang. Now, anybody who doesn't remember that name, he's the man, guy who's been writing New Superman. Mm-hmm. Now, the soft cover Zoom graphic novels are going to start at um, $9.99 and have about 128 pages, where the ink books are going to be $16.99. With 192 pages, um, and the stories are going to be free. Will be free from all of the elaborate continuity for, of the previous superhero tales. So they're going to be total standalone books. Now um, they said they are character studies, not necessarily superhero stories. Uh, the adventures are meant for middle graders, or the adventures meant for middle graders will delve into the characters who are figuring out the world around them, including dealing with parents and teachers. She says. Um, and then the young adult graphic novels will focus more on questions of personal identity and budding heroes deciding what paths they will take. Um, let's see what else they have out of this. Um, it says here also, um, Mr. Pearson, who does the Kingdom Keepers series right now, um, follows teenagers who are, or the Kingdom Keepers series that he writes, um, follows teenagers who are trying to keep villains from taking over a Disney theme park. <laughs> and, um, he signed on to write a Super Sons graphic novel. It's going to feature Jonathan and Damian, or Jonathan Kent and Damian Wayne, which we've seen in the Super, um, Sons. Super Sons comic book right now. 
<clears throat> and then um, and then it goes on to describe who they are, which we, we all know, know who, who they, they are, are already. So yeah, this looks like it's going to be awesome. I'm I'm going to have to check out some of these when they come out. Yeah, same. This is a good website to check out too. Uh-huh. You can uh, find their books of all the authors of what they've done in the past and recent times right now. So inform everybody. Yes, and we got another a big announcement that came from DC. Um, and just worry about the top half of this because the rest of it goes into what we got in the next story. Mm-hmm. So I'll let you do this one. All right. You're a resident Batman fan. Oh wait, so I was on the. Well, there we go. Yeah, <laughs> remember I told <laughs> you we were changing up the time. We did. The thing? Um, so guys, this whole time we've been getting, I want to say, shoot, since the button storyline, basically, uh, or after the button storyline. Yeah, it was last summer sometime. Yeah. that we fought, that this started. Um, and this is a uh, well, Batman, one Batman, Wonder Woman, Batman and uh, Catwoman have been engaged for a little while now. Yeah. After the what story I'm trying to think was it war, joke of war and riddles. That's when he yeah. uh, proposed well, he, to her. He proposed right before the war of jokes and riddles. And this is and her the, answer the came book in after she announced. She said yes. Yes. Um, so we're finally going to get the date when this is going to release when they can walk down the aisle. And this is going to be in Batman issue number fifty with Selena and Bruce walking down the aisle Wednesday, July fourth. That's cool. On the fourth of July, we get this issue. Mm-hmm. Good old Wednesday, comic book release day is going to. Hey, mm-hmm. my birthday is a week after well, that. But remember, it says, now, being a superhero wedding, there will be complications. Always. I'm hoping they actually can tie the knot and no one comes in and breaks it up. And if they do, just finish the vows. Well, it's been about 22 years since we've had a wedding this big, at least in the DC Comics mm-hmm. universe. And this is and that was back in '96 when Lois and Clark got married. And if you guys are looking at the poster here, if you're on Facebook, you can see the poster behind Ken is the wedding of Superman and Lois Lane. If they somehow put out another poster like this for that wedding, we gotta get. We have to. We get have it. To we have pre-order that, that if we. We yeah. gotta get that soon. Um, so this is going to be happening in the summer. They're finally going to tie the knot, hopefully, if everything goes well. Um, but if not, we'll see how this ends. Well, we do find out that um, before God, they get um, married, now the idea that they did behind this, um, now there's a story in the DC Nation one-shot, which we'll cover this a little bit, mm-hmm. written by, now the DC Nation one-shot we'll tell you about here in a minute. But there's going to be a story in it written by Tom King, illustrated by Clay Mann. And by the way, he's been doing great with all these Batman stories. Oh, yeah. Tom King is the king of Batman right now. Well, the idea in this story is that the Joker is going to learn about this wedding. Uh, which, and <laughs> which Joker? Well, I don't know. It's the, whichever Joker they just had to use yes. in this. Um, but um, they, they will reveal how, um, what happens when the clown prince of crime learns that the Dark Knight and the DCU's most skilled cat burglar are not are set to be married. Now, it's just interesting that he finds out about them because I was thinking they would be married as Bruce Wayne and Selene Kyle. That's what I'm wondering, yeah. How are, um, uh, well, it's been said for years. That he knows who that it seems Batman everything, is. That all evidence points to the fact that he knows who Batman is. Well, heck, we did just find him in his Batcave in uh, the Dark Knight Mel tie-in. Exactly. So, so um, but... That's not the only co- the really that's not that's big comic book news. Mm-hmm. But that's not really big comic book news. The next oh, one there, is really I didn't big pay attention to that news. That's this one. You not see that? that one yet. But but that's in there, see? Yeah. I didn't pay attention to that. Oh, you didn't see that in the cover? Mm-hmm. Well, I, I saw a joke. No, we're face. talking back and forth about this DC Nation number 0, which we will fi- tell to you about it as part of this story. But Brian Michael Bendis, we finally know what he's doing for DC. Yes, we've been trying to, we had a lot of speculation for like the past month. He's been there like he's going to do Justice League, he's going to do Superman, mm-hmm. maybe he's going to take over Batman. He's going to do something. Now, anybody who's been on the internet in the last week, oh, yeah. this news dropped on February 1st. And anybody, if, you've, if you're a DC Comics fan, you've been online, you know this These news already. These have been already. top posts. You type but in DC Comics, this is one of the first articles that pops up. There's not, everybody has heard this yet, that 
Um, Brian Michael Bendis, we know, we've talked about on here, is coming to DC. We know he's doing uh, a story in Action Comics number 1000 that's going on sale April 18th. Well, this is, that's the, um, that's only the beginning when it comes to his relationship with Krypton's last son. Now, this is directly out of the, um, out of the press release. It says, on May 30th, Bendis debuts Man of Steel, a six-issue weekly series featuring six interconnected covers by Ivan Reese and Joe Prado. This series will shake up the classic story of Krypton's final days and Kal-El's, Kal-El's path to becoming an iconic hero. Including a new villain, a new villain that knows a terrifying secret behind the destruction of Superman's homeworld. Now, this is interesting because Action Comics right now is all about Superman figuring out what happened with Jor-El. Mm-hmm. Did uh, Jor-El Ms. survive the destruction of Krypton right. and things? Which we so found out was that's Mr. Not Oz. leading into this? Maybe. But um, <clears throat> now Bendis' Bendis's story will feature an incredible lineup of artistic firepower, including Ivan Reese. Evan Doc Shanner, Ryan Shook, Kevin McGuire, Adam Hughes, and Jason Fabuk. Now, a prelude to Man of Steel by Bendis and artist Jose Luis Garcia Lopez will be available May 2nd in the DC Nation number zero preview sampler. Now, the last time we had a Man of Steel miniseries yeah. was back in the 80s. And that's always 90. That John went back Burns, even further. When John Burns totally redesigned the backstory of Superman and updated it to mm-hmm. the modern to the eighties, yeah, and that's what we mostly know now. Which I have that story. I have the six issue run, and I have the trade. So it's awesome. Now, what is Bendis going to do with the backstory of Superman if that's what they're going to use this for? I have no clue. I really now, the interesting know. thing here is <clears throat> this is not the um, that's not all he's doing for Superman. No, there's more. It's like. Bendis has now become Mr. Superman with this. I feel like Bendis is going to be Mr. Superman as Tom King is right now, Mr. Batman. Yeah. That's what it seems like right now. So um, we got next. In July, more fireworks are in store for fans with not one, but two Superman-themed titles, both written by Bendis. Hmm. So July's going to be an exciting yeah. month for comic books. Now, why, now you're wondering, it's like we have two, two Superman-themed books already. Yeah. Well, that's these books. Mm-hmm. Bendis is taking over Superman and Action Comics. Now, on July 11th, debuts Superman number one with art by Ivan Reese, and um, the conclusion of Man of Steel will leave both fans and Superman reeling. And the debut story arc will dive deeper into his consequences, building on the popularity already generated by co-writer um, Peter J. Tomasi and co-writer artist Pat Gleason which are doing super, doing Superman right now, which is interesting. I'm wondering, when is their run going to be over then? Are they going to end at the same time with as action number one in April? I mean, that'd be, a, are we going to get that'd be one of no big Superman? bang of uh, going out on the last issue. Well, like, we're going to get last two issue, months of no Superman issue. titles? Uh, yeah, it seems like we're going to take it. Because I'm reading, it seems like it's going to take a hiatus. Here. Yeah. Because action um, number 1000 is April 18th, they said, and it doesn't come back until July 25th with issue number 1001. I mean, we'll have Man of Steel, the six weekly issues, mm-hmm. but are we still going to get Superman in there? How how's this working? We won't. We'll find out soon. But um, it says on July 25th, Action Comics resumes with issue 1001, with art by Gleason, um, and then Bendis will deliver stories that are more character focused, introduce new characters, both heroes and villains, and spotlight more on Clark Kent and his role at the Daily Planet. 
Action will also take a closer look at how the actions of Superman impact the DC Universe. So, it, to me, it sounds like they're going to flip the books. Yeah. Because as of right now, Action Comics is where the big overarching stories of Superman are happening. The world-changing stories of mm-hmm. Superman. Whereas Superman, the title, has been more the family book. And I think it's funny now we're going to go back to... I remember you were telling me there used to be like three Superman titles back in the day. No, right? there was there was actually five, five Superman titles. Wow, never mind. Four, <laughs> never mind. Four of them were once a month. Mm-hmm. And the fifth one was basically when you had a fifth week in the month. Yeah. You had action... Adventures of Superman, Superman, and Superman Man of yeah, Steel yep. were um, once a month titles, and then um, Superman Man of Tomorrow, I believe, was well, once every week. couple of months whenever they had a fifth week. Oh, okay. And what it, and they had what they called the diamond numbering system, where all the books um, had different writers, writers and artists, but it was one story continuing across all of them. And Batman was doing the same thing with his yeah. books. He had the same thing going. Yeah. You had four monthly titles, then a fifth one mm-hmm. that was every. And so this often. is before my time, so I don't remember. But this was back in the 90s. Yeah. So I'm wondering also, though, if the stories are not going to cross back and forth a little more often. Yeah, I say 90s is my time, but I was too young to buy, to buy books with no money. <laughs> so that's what's going on with Superman with Bendis. But wait, there's more. <laughs> Bendis is also bringing the world of gritty noir crime titles, um, including Jinx, Torso, Powers, a.k.a. Goldfish, and Scarlet, among others, to his new... To the new home at DC. So they're picking up what's being called the Jinx World. It says the library of Jinx World titles like Brilliant, Fire, Fortune and Glory, and Total Sellout will be available digitally by this spring. The fans can expect to see more stories from the continuing series like Powers, Scarlet, and the United States of Murder Incorporated, as well as new characters added to, to the Jinx World universe throughout 2018 and beyond. So he's basically, in the Jinx world, if anybody doesn't know, was what Bendis started with way back in the day. It was a series of creator-owned titles that he created back before he even started with Marvel. And these were his own personal characters, like Torso. Bendis is from Cleveland, Ohio, which we're right around the corner of. And um, the Torso Murders was a famous um, crime spree that happened in Cleveland. And Torso is actually based on that. But, wait, there's more. (laughs) There's still more. He is also um, scheduled for 2018 is a Bendis curated custom imprint of titles, which not unlike what Gerard Way has done with Young Animal. Mm-hmm. Well, this new custom imprint will feature some of Bendis' all-time favorite characters in very unique and unusual situations combined with new characters created specifically for this imprint. So this is going to be taking a new twist on current DC characters and then adding more to it. So, yeah, Bendis is going to be a very, very busy man. Hmm. You okay? I was, I was just looking up some of the Jinx stuff. I, I was trying to remember ah, okay. all exactly what it was, and now it's come back to me a little bit. Um, oh, yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, because when, I first, when you first told me about this, I was thinking, all I could think of was the Teen Titan character Jinx, and I'm like, what? Yeah, no, no, no. It makes is, sense. This is totally different. But um, other than that, we have also been announced, um, we've talked about it a couple times, we've mentioned this DC Nation number zero. What is this? Now, I remember the first time I ever heard of DC Nation mm-hmm. was those shorts they put um, in between, what was it, Teen uh, Titans Teen Titan. originally, wasn't it? <clears throat> when Teen Titans was on Cartoon Network. And they were like claymation shorts and things like that. Or no, it was during Young Justice. Yeah, there you go. I was like, they I don't think it was. in yeah. episodes of Young yeah. Justice. This was like. And they were little like minute and a half, two minute shorts. What was it like four years ago then? Oh, way long, five, even longer than five that years? probably. But. Yeah, year, wow, time. <laughs> yeah. Um, this year, I was in high is, school. Um, 
actually a new sneak preview book. Mm-hmm. And this is something I thought was going to only be um, just right now, but this seems like it's going to be monthly. No, this is going to be a monthly book now. So on February uh, 1st, we got this um, broadcasting three of the most popular writers of DC Comics. Oh, I is- thought this was free, but it's not. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, it might well, as well be, though. Yeah, might as well. Now, this is on Free Comic Book Day of May 5th, uh, lit fans that need to experiment with Well, some... no, this is going to be released on May 2nd, right, right in front of New Free Comic Book Day. But gain, Right, and gain a jump on it. That's why this is 25 cents. <coughs> but on Wednesday of May 2nd, DC Nation number zero, a 32-page comic book that will be available at the comic book retailers and cover price of 25 cents. That's a lot of money. Yeah. Uh-huh. Or, or via free, free digital digitally. download. Uh, DC Nation issue number zero spots like the events of three DC top storytellers, um, Scott Snyder, Tom King, and Brian Michael Bendis, best-selling collaborating authors. Um, now, Scott Snyder and Greg Capullo's Dark Knight Metal um, paving the way for Justice League No Justice, we discussed last week with the co-writers James Tinian IV and Joshua Williams and artist uh, Francis Menpal. Fans will be uh, able to see the information on what kind of uh, wild we get to see an over-the-top roller coaster ride from Snyder and the crew that have been working on this. Uh, George uh, Jimenez, which is, of course, for Super Sons, joins uh, Snyder and Tinian and Williams for a preview that will be a big for Justice League and next challenge of Justice League No Justice, which comes out in May 9th. Mm-hmm. And, of course, we're getting the one with Tom King doing for the Batman uh, and Claymon, and this is going to go over what we just discussed for the wedding. Yeah, and that's, that's going to be the preview comics. for Batman number 50. And everything we've been discussing, basically, this is going to be the preview for it. So this mm-hmm. is going to be something we can get to see. And this is where I didn't understand when I saw this picture. I'm going to put this on our Twitter or Instagram uh, just to describe this to you, we got the Justice League of Martian Man. So it seems like Martian Manhunter is now part of the Justice League. We have um, Justice League No Justice with uh, Batman, Martian Manhunter, Aquaman, Superman, and Wonder Woman falling down some pit. Then you have Joker tearing apart the picture of Catwoman. It's a wedding invitation. Yes, um, Batman and Catwoman. Then you have Superman with his trunks, red yes. trunks. Um, so I wonder if this is going to be now canon because well, he's they, also got the trunks on in the mm-hmm. Justice League too. Well, they do mention here from um, from the return of the trademark red trunks to the debut of superstar writer Brian Michael Bendis in Action Comics number one thousand um, comic book in April. The future of Superman couldn't shine any brighter for fans. That's that's just the beginning or the tip of the super iceberg. Bendis, along with legendary artist Jose Luis Garcia Lopez, is also contu- contributing an all new story to. DC Nation number zero, um, which is the prelude to the highly anticipated Man of Steel weekly series mm-hmm. that's coming in on May 30th. Now, um, it says fans can also get a sneak preview of DC's new promotional magazine, DC Nation. Um, yeah, you, as part of this book, you'll get a preview of DC Nation. Uh, the debut issue is for, of um, this free full-size fan magazine will be the perfect place for fans to get the latest news of what's happening at DC, arriving at comic book retailers June 6th, and available for digital download. Uh, for more news on DC, it says check the DC Comics website or their or the YouTube, YouTube channel. Yep, and that's so then where like, this is going to be awesome. Information just YouTube. Um, I know through the regular previews magazine, Marvel has been doing a Marvel previews for a while. Wow, now, yeah. Well, it looks like DC is finally jumping on the bandwagon and doing a DC previews Maybe magazine. we can get our app soon. Possibly. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, DC, if you're listening, we want a DC Unlimited app. Yes, <laughs> I'll pay. sign up for that. I'll give you my email address and everything. Just give me these books digitally I can't afford from uh We can't afford to buy them all. Yeah. 
It's worse than Pokemon. You got to catch them all. Yeah, and some of these uh, issues of these titles are too expensive for me to afford. It yeah, costs more than a car payment. <laughs> So, um, but that actually brings us to the end of the news for this week. Yeah. Which actually took a lot longer than I expected. Yeah, we thought we didn't have a lot, but hey, with me and you talking back and forth, we we can talk about it. But we do have to get into our previews this week. And we had three big books. Yeah. One of them, we have the return of um, Marv Wolfman to Teen Titans with Teen Titans number 16. The one shot from Wolfman. Yes. Then we have also... The Flash, number 39. Now, th- this seems like it's a decent story, but until you look, <laughs> this is actually the 700th issue of The Flash. Yeah, guys, I tried to get a variant cover of uh, The Flash uh, 39, which is the 700th issue that Flash has ever been made. Yeah, the variant cover actually has the Sold 700th on it. out. Yeah, everywhere. Everywhere. And so, also, the other one <laughs> that we're going to get into big is um, the Doomsday Clock, number three. Mm-hmm. So that's um, those three. But before we get into that, we got to do a real quick... On um, Action Comics number, what's the number on Number it? 960. Or, no, I'm sorry, 996. 996, and Hal Jordan and the Green Lantern Corps, number, number 37. Oh, 37. Because the interesting thing is both of these. Which is weird. Have One of them has Zod. The other one is about the son of Zod. Yeah. But they take place on the same planet at different time frames. Right. And the, Hal Jordan and the Green Lantern Corps, if you go check it out, is actually... Um, Hal and Kyle get pulled to this planet where someone is doing um, some mining that they're not supposed to or something. And this is part five. Uh, well, no, that's the – I'll get to that one in a second. Oh, okay. Let's start with the one that takes place in our time first. Okay. But um, they go to discover what's going on in this planet, who's t- taking the resources, and they find Zod, Zod and his family. Urza, and Lorzod. Mm-hmm. This is when they left Superman after um, Zod had saved them from um, the Phantom Zone in mm-hmm. action. This is where they went was to this planet, and they've decided this is now their home world. Yeah. And they're going to build a new Krypton here. Because that's all Zod wants is a Krypton in his exactly. own image. So now not Kyle and uh, Hal are stuck fighting three Kryptonians on a yellow sun planet. Mm-hmm. That's not good. Yeah. And we just saw what happened. What was that action or Superman? I think it was Superman when uh, Hal and uh, Superman went at it. Yeah. <laughs> so it, yeah, the Green Lanterns are very powerful, but but uh, Kryptonians under the yellow under a yellow sun are very very, very, very powerful. Dangerous. Well, the next one is we got action here, and the oh, we forgot Eradicators joined them too. Yes. Well, th- they took the Eradicator with them. Mm-hmm. Remember, I remember in that, yeah. that storyline. But he's still there, so I forgot. So you basically about that. have the equivalent of four Kryptonians. Yeah, yeah, against two Green Lanterns. And for for Superman being the last son of Krypton, there's a lot of Kryptonians running around. Shh. He's still the last son of Krypton. <laughs> <laughs> well, we move on to action real quick. And um, we have Booster and Superman still having adventures through time. And this time they've got stuck on this world. They have no idea where it is. And they find a thing that says, Neil before Zod. Mm-hmm. And out comes an adult lore Zod oh. to fight what? I was going to say, one thing in um, Green Lantern, uh, Hal Jordan Green Lantern Corps. Uh, it's funny because he's like, why did you choose a ring? It's so weird because he's just like, why a ring? You could have choose armor, a gun, a blade, anything. And in my head, I'm thinking, you don't know. That ring is all of that yeah. combined. Just you're on a, you're just whooping his butt right now. Mm-hmm. <coughs> well, in action, we get uh, one, well, half the storyline, we get Lois, Lois trying to save her father right. who's about to try, who's about to get executed. But we don't have a whole lot of added to that yet. I'm sorry, her dad is not a good guy. Yeah, well, um, then we get the the big one that I wanted to just go, go over just quick on this was mm-hmm. the fact that Superman and Booster Gold, Booster Gold and Skeets 
and Skeets, yes, <laughs> find they're in this place. It's like, why is there Zod stuff everywhere? What's with all this? It's like Zod's taking over this planet. He's like the king, the ruler. Yeah. He was like the ultimate emperor or something. Mm-hmm. And in the end, you find this is actually um, the pl- same planet that, um, because they end up going up against the Eradicator also, mm-hmm. you find out this is the planet that Zod was colonizing at the beginning of the, the Hal, Hal Jordan, Jordan book. Yeah. And uh, we find an adult lore Zod takes out Superman and Booster Gold. Now, now the thing that I'm trying to figure out, how is this happening now? I feel like it's up to the Green Lantern Corps at this point to stop Zod from this happening. Yeah, to and stop maybe this once from that happens, going on. Superman and Booster Gold play. Oh, we're fine. What happened? Well, remember, as they're going through time, they've noticed different changes to the timeline. Mm-hmm. So maybe uh, if the Green Lantern Corps stops Zod now, that, right. this future that Prevents Superman's dealing happening. with may not ever happen. Right. Um, but so that was pretty cool. That's interesting. Right it's cool that the two of them are tying in together from different timelines. So, but we do need to get into a little bit deeper in the Teen Titans number sixteen, and this, like we said, is the return of Marv Wolfman, uh, Marv Wolfman to the Teen Titans. Now, anybody, if for some reason you don't know who Marv Wolfman is, back in the early eighties, um, Marv Wolfman, in, or actually it was late seventies, Marv yeah, Wolfman right. and George Perez restarted and redesigned the Teen Titans. Mm-hmm. The characters of Starfire, Cyborg, Raven. Um, the three of them mainly were created by Wolfman and Perez yeah, for this new team. Basically, whoever was a fan of the Teen Titan cartoon or Teen Titans Go right now, if it wasn't for Marv Wolfman and uh, it's, yeah, Perez, that's their they team. would not be the Teen Titans that you know them today. But also, they are the same team that took Robin, mm-hmm. Dick Grayson Robin, and Turned allowed him Nightwing. to grow up and become Nightwing. Also, um, Pretty early in that run. Yeah, also, if you guys also don't know, Donna Troy, she's not really focused on the uh, shows because of certain copyright issues. But they really improved her character, and I feel yeah. like she's finally becoming a main staple in the DC books, bigger than what she ever was before. A lot of the... If you um, think about it, if it wasn't for the two of them, I mean, the Titans may still be around. Oh, yeah, like I said, this wouldn't be what you been, know it to be, be now. now. Right. Yeah. So, but this is going back, and the nice and thing is this, this book, book, right now, it only fo- this mm-hmm. one only focused on three Titans. Right. Which were three of Wolfman's Titans back yes, in the Yes, the most 80s. popular ones. Yeah. Or some of the most popular We have ones. Starfire, Raven, and Beast Boy. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're stopping, now, once again, we, Mammoth. Yes. Another Mammoth, one of the well, characters that I think was created around the, for them, and he was also probably, on the Teen Titans yeah. show. Well, he, basically, Mammoth is destroying the city. You get Raven, Starfire, and Beast Boy trying to stop him. And the whole time you get this um, disembodied voices mm-hmm. talking about um, measuring the Tamaranian um, biosigns, um, measuring how she absorbs the solar radiation and things. Someone's tracking everything she yes. does. So they're tracking all kinds of stuff. Well, they fight Mammoth. They finally take him out by Raven, by Starfire and Raven, or Starfire, um, knocking Mammoth into, into one of Raven's, Raven's Raven. soul cell. Yeah. Which is basically a portal into another dimension. Mm-hmm. And Beast Boy, he says, uh, "You'll never come back." Or wait, wait, I'm trying. To yeah, Beast Boy is wondering. Wait a minute, is he, is he gone forever? Did you kill him, Raven? Yeah. Oh, she, she says, says no. He's he will in a no longer dimension. be a threat to anyone. He's like, wait, did you kill him? He's like, no, no, he's just in a pocket dimension. So, um, but yeah, so until they put him in a pocket dimension, until Argus is able to actually um, catch him. Or to be able to lock him up, and you find out later, or it says thirty minutes later, Argus has what they need to um, hold a Mammoth, and um, as they're leaving, Starfire sees Beast Boy whispering to Raven, asking, "Hey, what are you guys doing?" 
And um, Beast Boy tells her straight up, young people stuff you wouldn't understand. Right. And then she flies off because... Which, yeah, she's still Starfire. She still doesn't fully understand, understand what's going what on, goes on her. on Yeah. So she's... She takes minute. offense to this, and she's like, young people stuff? I'm only three years older than them. Is it something? Why are they mad at me? Why do they hate me, she says. Yeah. Then you get um, her internal dialogue. As she's flying through the city, you see these bugs attaching themselves to people, and they're like you're getting these mechanical things attached to them. Like, I want to say their own little beetles. Page. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it actually is very similar to the Scarab. Yeah. So next up, um, as we're going here, something, all the people around Starfire start flying up and attacking her. So um, as they're attacking her, she has to fight back. She's not happy about it, but she has to fight back. Right. She, she's like, I don't want to hurt anybody, but you're giving me no choice to. But as she hits, attacks somebody with her blast and her rays... They fall down to the ground, but she's like, I'm As not going to let you die. Yeah. As the guy's falling, she catches him and takes him to the hospital. Where at the hospital, his body kind of, the mechanics, the mechanical parts of his body start almost exploding out of him. If you guys have ever seen a thing, it's basically a mechanical thing that's happening right now. So, um, and obviously it starts attacking Starfire and grabs a hold of her. He's like, wait a minute, you're trying to tether me with these mechanical mechanics, it's not going to happen. And she starts flying away as fast as she can and... Dragging this guy with her through the city. Mm-hmm. Um, eventually, she gets, um, she runs in front of a train, and the train severs the tie. And she, um, the whole time, she's trying to get a hold of Star or Raven and Beast, Beast Boy, Boy, and they're and not answering calling them, for calling some reason. Them. And at first, she thinks, "Oh, Beast Boy's of course being what, being Garth Beast as Boy he and does. messing around mm-hmm. and just not but paying Raven? attention." Yeah, this isn't normal. Well, then, um, as she looks up, she went, flew into the train tunnel to get away from this guy and sees an entire web of people with these mechanical things. Mm-hmm. And obviously they've caught her because we get her waking up and um, she realizes it's the Scions, which I believe was a Marv Wolfman villain, yes. wasn't it? Yeah, all this is coming back. It's like you can tell just Marv is having fun. And the Scions are uh, basically a lizard people mm-hmm. who are straight scientists who really, they experiment on anybody and they don't care about their subjects or what they're doing. No, they right just or wrong. want to know they the knowledge. They just want to know what it takes. Mm-hmm. So if they, and originally they had experimented on Raven before she came to Earth originally. Oh, Starfire. And they wanted to, oh yeah, Starfire, sorry. And they found, and they wanted to know the pain or the, um, what was it on this one? I think it's uh, the pain tolerance. How far does it go? No, they wanted to know how she absorbs oh, solar radiation. Yeah, that's, yeah. And how does she get her starbursts and things? So they put her, they tortured her to figure out what was going on with that. And she made a promise to herself that she would never let it happen again. Mm-hmm. At which point, um, and, and they she, never will. She tells them straight up, "You don't know what you did to me." And how much more powerful you made me. Yeah. Now you get to find out. She destroys their machine from the inside. By the way, on the um, video game, uh, Injustice, her uh, special move, kind of like a Superman. It's like, oh. Like a solar flare? Yeah. Okay. But looks a little, yeah, about like a solar flare. So I'm like, oh, Starfire. I didn't know you were <laughs> this powerful. <laughs> well, she smashes and starts going after all the scientists. And then someone says, Starfire, stop. She turns around. Here comes Beast Boy and Raven. She's like, oh, yay, my friends. And then and they uh-oh. say, Corey, surrender. She's like, w-, and you look, they've both been infected by these beetles. Yep. And now, whenever they use their powers, uh, when yeah. Raven has her, what did you call this? I can't. I called it Starburst. Uh, oh, no, Raven, when she has her Raven. Oh, her soul self. Yes, that comes out with this metal appendages on it, yeah. too. And she notices that even Beast Boy when he turns, is, um, keeps the metal on him when he changes shape. Yep, so it's like, oh, no, this stuff is really so now it, into them. It was hard enough fighting regular humans with no powers with this meta- mechanical stuff. Now she's got to fight two of her friends with superpowers that have this. 
and she just goes off, and she basically singes the lizard people. Well, she does find out from Robin, which I'm assuming this is her Dick Grayson, Robin. Mm. Oh, yeah. It says, um, Robin always <clears> said <throat> that um, if one quarter force of action doesn't keeps failing, try the opposite. Right. So, so she's been fighting against the people who have all this. She decides, wait a minute, let me attack the tech. And when she does, she basically destroys all the tech in the area, which frees Raven and Beast Boy. Mm-hmm. Um, and then from there, um, we basically... You see that she's taken out all the lizards, and um, and Raven says, let me handle them. Right. And then on the last page, you see that Raven has actually um, dropped them into another dimension. Dimension, too. Yep. She knows. Yes. And they find out, um, Starfire asks Beast Boy straight up, well, what, did, what was it you didn't want to tell me earlier? And here, he was asking Raven for advice on his dating profile. <laughs> and to which, she told, tells him that he's behind, well beyond her help. Yeah. <laughs> And so, and Beast Boy looks to Starfire and says, well, you think I'm cute, don't you, Goldie? She flies off. And um, she says straight up, um, you saying this old person, old person's opinions are important to you? Yeah. He says, I think you're, as she flies away. Yep. And he's like, wait a minute, I didn't hear the end of that. What'd you say? Corey, Starfire! Yeah. So that was this was a fun and it actually felt like an older, especially the classic. It felt like I was reading something back from the 80s. Well, the next issue is the Battle for Beast Boy's Soul. Mm-hmm. So um, that was Titans number 16. And if um, Wolfman is writing this like that, I can't wait to see what he does with Cyborg. If you ever come back into Ohio area, uh, Marv, by the way, can I please ask for advance to get in line so you can sign this, please? We'll do, we'll do interviews, too. Yeah. Oh, no. We'll, yeah, please, that, too. But I came last time the line was so long. Just please. I thought that was Perez. No, it was Wolfman. Oh, okay. Well, <clears throat> from there... Let's move on to the... But hey, if I can get both of you to sign it, yes! <laughs> well, we have some of the classic issues for them to sign for the two of them. Yeah, we... Oh, I got a box load. <laughs> well, we have The Flash, number 39, which is the 700th issue of Flash. Yeah. Going all the way back to... The Flash started back in the 1940s. Mm-hmm. Early 1940s, the same time as Wonder Woman and... Um, Batman and all of these. Now, the interesting thing is this week, Comicsology finally added, uh, what? which issue was it? A- Adventure Comics number 29, I believe. Let me bring it up here as I keep, as I, this is great podcasting. I should have had this up and ready to go. Wait, wrong one. I want to help you, but I'm, I'm trying to figure out what you're, what you're getting at here. I'm getting at is it's a, it's a number one. Every, when Comicsology puts up number, first appearance of a character, I have to get it. Mm, okay, like we do with uh, the Trinity. Yeah. Well, these are the original Golden Age first appearances. Mm-hmm. And let me bring up mine, my books. It'll be the la- latest book I bought. Because, yeah, I did this was, um, action. On. I did this Wonder Woman and Batman, Detective yeah. Comics. Well, now get rid of that. Advent- All Amer- it was All-American Comics number... What number is that? It's not telling me. Oh. All-American Comics number 16 from 1940. It's the first appearance of Alan Scott Green Lantern. Ah, they finally put that one on there. Cool. Yeah, we were looking for two dollars on Comicsology. That's worth buying. Yeah. Well, I have the first appearance of Wonder Woman. I have the first appearance yep. of the Flash. Yeah. I have um, Batman and, and Robin. I, yeah. And I and I have the first the first Superman is funny to read because of How the major changes yeah. they did since then. Yeah. As they said, they they also enhanced his powers tremendously. Well, I have both Action Number One and Superman Number One because Superman, Superman Number one. one was a little bit different. Hmm, I'm going to have to buy that but, one. Um, I only have but the we're getting to Flash number 700 right now. It's all about Barry Allen right now. Yeah. Um, well, this it starts off with the beginning of time. 
uh, scientists always in the early days have been trying to figure out and harness light. And now, all of work. these boxes are black with um, white writing, mm-hmm. which comes into play later. Yes. Someone is telling a story here. And so humans have always wanted to harness power. Lightning has always been something they've been trying to control. And, and then the, pa- I the love panel they this. show here is um, Dr. Frankenstein yes. creating Frankenstein. And that's not Frankenstein from the movies, guys. If you remember, Frankenstein is a DC character. Yes. Um, and then it keeps going on, and this looks like something that would happen in uh, the older DC books. Remember when they started doing Cowboys and Indians? Yeah. That's like they There's got a bunch of Native here. Americans, and then we get um, – that's supposed to be Ben Franklin flying a yes. kite, trying to harness electricity. But you find the next page is the um, page that says DC Comics proudly presents the 700th issue of The Flash. And, you and see, the last lightning box is what actually hit Barry in his lab. Exactly. And then you see The Flash flying, running through town. He's going to meet Iris. I believe, yes. Yes, he is. And we go, we, he's asked Iris to meet him at his parents' grave. Right, because they are still close. They're not dating right now, but... Well, they're not even talking at the moment. <laughs> yeah. Because of, remember what Thawne did, and Thawne actually revealed who he is to her. And she, he's been lying to her this whole time. Yeah. Um, well, he says, I'm glad you came here. I know everything has been good with us. She says, Barry, no matter what's going on between us, if you need me, I'll always yeah. be there for you. I just don't want to be with you right now. And saying basically, like, if you say you love me as much as you think you do, you would have told me before that you were the Flash. You would have hid it from me. So I would love to see what goes on in your life, your whole life. And mm-hmm. he says, well, you got your wish. If you have questions, I'll give them to you. Puts on his Flash costume. Well, yeah. Well, she says she wants to talk off. to him. She wants to see his life and how he lives. Mm-hmm. Talking about the Flash. Right. As, as so they said go before, for a quick run. In, in the comic book world, when people say they refer to the real you, it's not... Yes. Your persona without the mask is you in the costume mm-hmm. is the real you. Um, so they go on and he uh, talks about the. Um, well, she, t- or she tells yeah. him that she's figured out where he got the powers. powers. All of this stuff. Now that she knows who he is, she's figured out basically everything. She's like, I'm a reporter. I could tell from that night you got hit by the lightning in the uh, crime lab. You got the speed force ability, and that's when you start putting on the red suit, bright red suit, and became the hero of Central City. And you had to fight people like mm-hmm. the rogues and save the world on a daily basis. That's why you're always late. Yeah. Well, next, we flip over to the other side. We had um, Wally West, young mm-hmm. Kid Flash, <laughs> right. uh, following a prison transport. And in this prison tra- transport is um, Dr. Carver, the former leader of, of the Black, Black Hole. Hole, and also the guy who um, basically turned himself into a speed machine. It was collecting the speed force mm-hmm. from the speed force storm. That was crazy, by the way. That's scary. <laughs> well, he's being transported, and Wally's sure that someone's going to try to break him out. But um, while he's on this race, Avery shows up. Now, Avery is another Flash. Yes. But at this point, she's now the Flash of China because Mm -hmm. she's been working with the Justice Justice League of of China. China. Now, if you've been reading New Superman, you know that. I just read right there and looked it up. I have internet. <laughs> well, I she chastises him about, why haven't you come to see me? You can mm. you can get to China as, as fast, fast as, as I, I can. get here. <laughs> but um, as they're talking, there's an explosion, and you see that... Um, That's graphic. That, yeah. They've burned up Dr. Carver his, I, and um, the transport. So they've got to figure out what's going on. But they look, and there's lightning coming from somewhere, blue lightning. And I just want to say, out of Flash being one of the nicest uh, superheroes out there, he has some of the most graphic... And gruesome sometimes pictures yeah. of some of these characters. So there's a failed prison break because Dr. Carver has been fried. Mm-hmm. Well, um, then you get back to Iris and Barry, and you see that Barry has taken Iris. Now, this I had to laugh when I um, when I read this next About panel. Here. I'll get there. Oh, but okay. um, they're up at the watchtower, and he's showing her that, and she says, "Wow, 
they actually, and she said, the Justice League was okay with you bringing me to the Watchtower? And he says, I cleared it with everyone. Batman made his grouchy face, but that's his default. <laughs> He'll get over it. <laughs> now, at which point she starts questioning them about the um, different you, secret identities of the different uh, do you know who Batman is? people. Do you know who New Clark, and he has to tell Do you know who up. Superman is? He's yeah. like, oh, Lois Lane will be jealous when I find out about that. I'm like... Yeah, if I break this story first, Lois Lane's going to be really jealous. And it, but <laughs> you don't know. Her straight up, that those are not my secrets to tell. Right. I just I don't know why I found that so funny. It's like, lady, you, you don't even know. Yeah. <laughs> you just don't even know. Lois Lane knows more about Superman than anybody does. Mm-hmm. And she asks, she does ask him, well, how do you um, know where to be when you need to be there? Right. And he explains that the lightning bolts are actually radios, which we've seen. That's been for years. years. That's and even been in like a new that. Flash. Yeah. Uh, the original show, um, Flash thing. TV series was like that. He actually has radios built into the lightning bolts, so he can actually see what or hear what's going on. And then they come back to Earth, and he's uh, now his dialogue in his head. She wants me to tell her everything, but there's some things I can't even tell her that I know because that secret that she should know because someone asked me. Which is, yeah, uh, the other Wally West, her other nephew. He came back from the speed force. I know, but Wally, that's Wally's secret to let her know. Right. She doesn't know she has two nephews named mm-hmm. Wally, Wally running around. Mm-hmm. Um, but we do get another picture of Central City with that strange blue lightning all emanating from one place. You get the two of them running around and um, telling, and you're like I said, about the, like you were saying there. Um, then eventually they get to the ground, and someone all of a sudden is talking in Barry's head. It says, um, talking about, he's talking about how he really can't tell her everything. And then someone, we get back to the black box with the white writing. It says, if you do tell her, then she won't want Barry Allen. The Flash is the only thing that makes you special. Your mother lied to you about being yourself. (laughs) Why would a woman like Iris want to know the real Barry Allen when she can know the Flash? That's It's something, this is in his head now. Yeah. And and it's causing him to go kind of nuts. And Iris is And as I said, though, that is the thing I think his mom meant. The Flash is the real you, as I said before. Remember when... um, uh, Bruce Wayne, it was the Bane War or whatever it was that happened last year. Remember, the only person to help him beat Bane was his mom because no matter what happens, you're still you. This yeah. is you. Batman is who you yeah. set out to be. Bruce Wayne is Batman. Um, well, um, Barry says straight up, is like, ask if do you hear that? There's a voice, and she says, I don't hear anything. And Iris, and he's speeding way up. This, now, this reminds going me of what happens in the, sh- in the show right now. He's... Yeah. Time has frozen, basically, while he's still moving very fast. Well, while he's got basically time frozen, he turns around and sees the lightning. And here it's the Central City Police Department, and there's a giant um, lightning rod on the top of the building. At which point, Metroplex attacks him. And they seem to have the speed force with them, on yep, working they with do. them he now. He says, now I have the speed on our side. Not just Metroplex, though, because Mina shows up, who is now the negative flash. Remember mm-hmm. that? Yeah. Um, and then someone else. And um, this seems to be the guy who's been pulling the strings on everything. His name is Rajin, Master of Lightning. But then you find out he's just a soldier working for someone else also. All of this is leading back, and they finally caught the Flash. And um, as the Flash hears someone talking in his head, all of a sudden he's like, well, wait. Oh, no. I know. As a giant um, furry hand grabs a hold of him he sa- it, that says it's time. For the Speed Force to finally be mine, and my life depends on it, talking, and it's Grodd talking. Mm-hmm. So everything that's happened since the very beginning of the rebirth mm-hmm. to Flash has been Grodd trying to get everything. the Speed Force. Yeah. He planned all the black hole attacks. Everybody who's got the Speed Force because of the Speed Force storms was Grodd's plan. And I'm not surprised. It's Grodd. 
Yeah, uh, it's funny because he's a, he's a, a gorilla, well, but at this point, probably flashes. the rogues doing everything we had in the last series with the rogues, rogues yep. and them building the thing underneath uh, the, Iron, Heights, Iron Heights, their base. That was all Grodd's Grodd. plan. Um, Grodd is a mastermind. Yes. Uh, so, I, like I said, I'm not surprised <clears throat> at all by this. This is, um, just shows how how important Grodd is to the Flash because it's funny. His two biggest villains to me are Reverse Flash and Grodd. Yeah. I know we say Captain that Cold. That is basically but the two biggest. Those... See, the, the rogues are his everyday. These are the guys you catch. Right. Grodd and the Reverse Flash are his Irma really Thorn big threat. Flash, yes. Or, or Reverse, Reverse Flash, Flash is the, one, the ones that could possibly kill you. Mm-hmm. Well, that brings us to our last preview for today, or review today, the Doomsday Clock number three. And I'm mad I forgot my variant cover upstairs. I have the one ah. with uh, Batman reading Rorschach's journal. Okay. Well, we start with um, with what happened to the comedian, I believe, in the original, original Watchmen, Watchmen series. Yep. He got and him getting thrown out of the window. By Ozymandias. By Ozymandias. And then you get, um, he wakes up in water and swims to shore and finds out that um, Dr. Manhattan had saved him. Now, I just want to say one thing about this. Now, I might be wrong. It's been a while since I read The Watchmen. Oh, I didn't notice that when I first read it, that you can flip to the ne- next page. You get Dr. Manhattan feet. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he showed up for a hot second. Um, now, I thought he splatted on the ground. I really did, because I swore I saw someone washing off the pavement with But you've got to remember, Dr. Manhattan can change things. True. He's uh, he's like crazy power. He, he as Some people say like God-like power right yeah. now, and I well, think he's getting stronger. Then we jump to where we're at, where we left them last time we saw these guys, with Ozymandias fighting the comedian in Luther's um, uh, penthouse. And this is where he's like, "How did you stay alive?" It's like, "Well, I guess Doc saved him, and yeah. uh, saved his life from when he tried to kill him." So he's out for revenge. So Doc now. Manhattan has brought him to the DC universe. Mm-hmm. And so they're um, they're still fighting. Um, Ozymandias shuts off the lights. At which point, um, the comedian says, "Wait a minute, I'm not afraid of the dark. I thrive in it. So do you." And they continue to fight, and um, eventually he knocks Ozymandias out a window. Well, he doesn't knock him out first. He shoots, and the, but if everyone remembers, Ozymandias in the Watchmen universe is the fastest man alive. He's not Flash, yeah, but he's got like this super reflex that no one else is able to. He can catch a bullet. Um, so he dodges the bullet, but the bullet bounces off the glass, and it, uh, it grazes him on the head. And then this is where... Um, uh, the comedian says, oh, now that would have been um, justice if I would have been able to throw you out a window. Yeah. But instead, Ozymandias jumps out the window with his cat, and he mm-hmm. tells her to hold on tight, girl, and he does some leaps and stuff, but when he falls, I guess he got a little injured from the graze on his head, and he falls through the uh, this hotel, uh, what do you call this right here? Uh, I the, uh, yeah, I didn't even know what that thing was called. Yeah. <laughs> and he uh, falls through there, and now he's injured. And then um, we get back to Rorschach and Batman, and actually this is where we see Batman's new costume. Yeah. With the yellow circle oval behind the bat. The more of a classic look. Talking, and um, Rorschach's trying to, what? You know it'd be cool if we get this classic look back for Batman to stay, and then we get the classic look for... This is going to be... This is, you got to remember, this takes place about 12 months ahead of where we're at right now. Okay, good. So we will be getting this costume So basically we're getting the classic Batman-Superman costume back. Awesome. Well, um, we get... Rorschach trying to explain to Batman what's going on and where he's from and things, but he can't figure it out. So he gives over um, – who was Kovac? Is that um, – That was the original, the original Rorschach? Uh, Rorschach. Okay, gives Batman Rorschach's – the original Rorschach's journal. Then we get um, – oh, who are those? Mime and uh, Marionette? Yes. Marionette and Mime in a freak show. Now, the where they're at is actually Joker's um, uh, carnival. Oh, okay, yeah, Joker's carnival. 
but they're going through basically just talking about um, working with Ozymandias and how that's how he was an idiot and <laughs> it was hard for them to work with the two of them. You get back to Batman and Rorschach, and Rorschach's waiting for Batman to read this journal, and then um, you, you'll Batman just laugh. tells him it's been a long day. You'll, you'll just laugh because wait. in each panel you see Rorschach waiting, look at his watch, wait a little bit more, does the head turn, look at his watch again, keeps going doing the same thing. He's like, what page are you on? He's like, four. You're not done yet? He's like, look, it's been a long day. He says, how yeah. about you go upstairs and you get a shower and get a hot meal or something? And rest. And rest. He's like, well, my hands are dirty, so... Um, and when they show that, I'm like, is this the news? This is the newscaster Rorschach? Because they're doing the hand thing. And I'm like, wait, what's going on here? No, I, th- I don't know if that is or not, but I think that's that's a newscaster back out in the riots in the streets. And talking, and they're talking about that Superman theory that we've heard about. Mm-hmm. And, the metas. Um, and how people are wondering if the uh, if the metahumans. metahumans are being created by the government. And you do see in the window someone we've seen – in, in Rebirth for a while, because you see they're asking also, Mr. Thunder. Also, before we get there, I just want to point out the people on the TV that they're um, having um, conflict with right now is Metamorpho, uh, Man Bat. Well, these are ones that have come come forward to say that they've worked with the Bureau of Metahuman mm-hmm. Affairs. Which is uh, Metamorpho, Man Bat, and Clay Woman. Now, if anybody remembers, there's like five different clay faces. She was one of them. Okay. And I guess she's not a uh, clay woman, but she was the only female in the... Uh, rogues of the clay people, yeah. I guess you want to call them. Well, you get um, you're in an old folks' home, and they're read, they're watching all this, and you get a guy looking out a window, and one of the orderlies walks up and says, "Well, Mister Thunder, you need mm-hmm. to come eat." Mm-hmm. Now, starting with Rebirth, you saw this guy originally. Yes, you did. We saw him in the Button storyline mm-hmm. talking, and this is Johnny Thunder. Yes. Now, Johnny Thunder, if I'm correct, if I'm wrong, he's a Golden know. Age hero that right. was part of the Justice Society, and his power is basically what's it almost reality morphing. I, I think he was extent. a speedster. No, not Thunder. I, I, it was, I'll look it up. I'm pretty sure he had the ability to like call upon lightning itself, and it could interact with him. Okay. Well, while you're looking, I will look this up. Um, and there's this old uh, TV show in a black and white that's going on that's playing in the background, and it's like a detective searching for a crime, and it's also parallel to really what's going on in this story right now. Uh, a detective trying to figure out what's going on in this case, and the same for Johnny Thunder trying to figure out his true memories of what yeah. happened. Uh, same as Rorschach's trying to get down to this case of what's going on with Manhattan. Batman trying to figure out, can he trust mm-hmm. Rorschach? Um, now we get back to Wayne Manor, and he looks in the room, and he's telling Alfred, this room's too big. As we know, Rorschach's a little loony. He's a common man, too. He doesn't like a big room. He feels paranoid. Um, so Alfred tells him, this is the smallest room in the house, and we've been through every other guest room. You're going to have to stay here. This is the smallest yeah. one we got. He says, fine, so I guess this is my home for right now. He takes off his mask after Alfred leaves out, and we do see this is not Rorschach. This is not the guy that we were used to for sure. Um, this is a younger black man, too. He looks, I want to say probably like in his 20s, but for some reason he's adapted the, or he's um, taken on this persona of Rorschach for some reason. And he's in the shower now, and he's saying his hands, they're so dirty, he can feel all this filth on him. He just wants to wash it off. And he starts washing his head so bad that he actually starts bleeding in the shower. His head starts bleeding. Now we go back to the um, black and white movie that Rorschach, or not Rorschach, Giant Thunder and everyone at the um, home were watching. And the same thing going on, murder, police trying to figure out what happened. Um, I want to go more detail. And then, well, we have um, two people sitting on the couch fighting over what they're going to watch. One right. of them wants to watch this old noir film. Film. The other the one other wants, wants to see, to the, see the current news. event news. Yes. Then we switch over to. Hang on. <coughs> Excuse 
Also, since you did that, what did you find out about Johnny Thunder? Oh, Johnny Thunder, um, he had two main abilities here. One is the Thunderbolt, right. which is some kind of a genie type yeah. of deal yeah. that he can call in. Mm-hmm. Also, uncannily lucky. Okay, that's why I say he has uh, says, reality um, morphing abilities, well, right? John L. Thunder was the seventh son of a seventh son, born at 7 a.m. on Saturday, July 7th, the seventh day of the week, the seventh day of the seventh month of 1917. <laughs> So that, that's where all of his luck comes in, I guess. All, all sevens. Okay. Uh, this cause, causes him to be kidnapped and sold to a group of men who, uh, from a fictional country of Badhina, Badhesda, I don't know, who had been looking for someone born at this time on this day. As an infant, Johnny was given possession of the genie-like thunderbolt named Yiz mm-hmm. during a ritual or mystic ritual on his seventh birthday which was intended to allow um, Badnesians to use Johnny to rule the world. However, the plan was soon aborted after an attack from a neighboring country. Johnny eventually returns to the U.S. and lives like an ordinary life until one day, while washing windows, he had inadvertently summons the Thunderbolt with the magic words, um, Say You. Uh, When he calls for someone to throw him a sponge, uh, which he accidentally uses to become... A successful boxer. So, yeah, he basically the Thunderbolt is a genie. Okay. So he can summon a genie to do stuff. Okay. So, but back to the book. All right. Um, we get back to... Um, a bar. Marionette and mine. Oh, yes. And also, does this guy look like... Uh, um, uh, Ron White? Edge. Edge? From uh, Supergirl to me. He favors uh, Morgan a Edge bit. a little bit. Well, you get a guy on stage that's dying, a comedian, <laughs> and um, literally because they're throwing bottles at his head and one smacks so. him in the head. <laughs> yeah, and everybody's laughing. Well, Mime and uh, Marionette walk into this bar, and the guy's like, "Wait a minute! No one wears makeup in this bar. The boss doesn't like it." You find right. out this is the uh, Joker. Joker actually owns this bar and runs yes, this bar. And Marionette and Mime, well, they look like mimes, but Joker's the clown. So yeah. we all know how <laughs> clowns well, and still mimes do no wearing makeup unless you're the Joker. Right. Um, so they walk in like, I don't even know who Joker is. We just want to drink. And then this other, this guy that tells him you can't be here puts a knife to Marionette's face and says, um. And mime, mime's a gun. Yes. And he says, oh, what are you going to do? You ain't got a gun You're in your face. pointing at me? Yeah. And he's like, well, maybe me and your woman can have some fun doing something. And before he can finish, he pulls the trigger on his fake gun, they think. And, and it shoots the guy through the head. Yeah. And it's like, uh, he doesn't have a gun in his hand. It's just his hand. How do you do that? And he's actually shooting up everyone that's coming at him. Yeah. And then he pulls out a knife them, yeah. that you can't see. And then well, she's got the um, that razor wire that she uses to cut stuff. Yeah, that you can't see. And she starts cutting, um, cutting Everyone. through guns and everything. Basically, they've killed everybody now, in the bar. Now, I want to say something. We, I didn't know this in issue two. And in issue one, when he picks up a gun, and then um, uh, Rorschach's like, okay, there's not nothing in this jail, this cell. Why are you, okay, there's nothing in this locker. Where's your weapons? And then he does this, like, right here. And he's like, there's nothing in your hand, yeah. but whatever. Well, you, you guys, find out these you guys are, are crazy. actually real. They're just invisible. They actually have invisible weapons. Yeah. So th- I thought that was pretty cool. Um, well, they, they've, they've basically killed everybody in the bar. You get back to the news broadcast of everything that's happening, and you find out that Lex Luthor is in surgery, and his attacker is in serious but stable condition. So, um... They've put down. They know um, comedian got away, obviously, because mm-hmm. Luthor was shot when comedian first came in. Right, and Ozymandias was is on the ground, so they're the assuming Ozymandias shot, shot Luthor. Luthor. Yes, you get the two people fighting back and forth over the remote. Um, let's see, back and forth, back and forth. Um, 
Let's see. Oh, then we get a flashback, a dream from the, um, Rorschach. Yes. And he's watching a, um, or he's driving a cab. An accident happens in front of him. People start going, nut- yelling at each other. Then you see a giant flash and some kind of monster. This is from him. the original um, Watchmen. Was this in Watchmen? Line. Yeah, okay. no, this was the whole terror of New York when they wanted to. Make the, when Ozymandias had an idea, the best way to save the world is by destroying the world. So he had this weird alien or creature thing just pop up out of nowhere and okay. destroy um, part of the world. And it seems like Rorschach was right there when it happened. Yeah. Also, I like how the cat of um, Ozymandias is hanging in his... Yeah, his, hanging uh, from the rear of the mirror. Now, well, you find out that's basically the backstory for this Rorschach so far. Right. So far, that's all we got. And then he, he wakes up... Well, he up. wakes up, and Batman's sitting right beside him. Mm-hmm. And um, both of them have their masks off, which is mm-hmm. interesting to me. And he says, okay, um, I know you're safe now. You've been sleeping for the past 24 hours. And he asks, did you read or read Korvac's journal? And Batman says, yes, I know where Dr. Manhattan is. And he's like, oh, you do? Let's go there. And he basically takes him to Arkham. And they break into Arkham, get down to the basement, and um, he says he's right in here. Oh, I thought this was really funny. They're riding on this SWAT uh, truck, and Batman gets his grappling hook and says, stay close to me. Then Rorschach pulls out his grappling hook and is like, Oh, you have one too. <laughs> <laughs> when they're walking down, the signals, the Dr. Manhattan, the signal, because Batman has built a detector for this, is um, is stronger down here. And then he's like, wait, he's in here. So Rorschach walks into this cell, looks for um, Dr. Um, Osterman, and he needs to talk. Hello, gets to the back of the cell, and on the wall it says, we're all mad here. So this was a Mad Hatter's cell originally. Um, he starts to turn around, and the door goes slam. He's like, No. No, let me out of here. He says, Batman says, I'm sorry, but you're too crazy. You belong in here. I can't believe anything you're saying. You're psychotic. Yeah. And this is funny because, like, this is the kettle calling the, what is the kettle calling the. Well, this is a guy from another world. I mean, come on. <laughs> well, how's that go calling, a the pot, pot calling, calling the, the kettle, kettle black? black? Yeah. yeah. That's what happened here. Cause I'm sorry, Batman. You're not the sanest person either. No. Rorschach's a little bit more crazy than you, but you dress up as a bat. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> well, you get, basically, the rest of, at the end of the issue is talking about, I'll kill you for this, cut your eyes out. Let me out. Let me out of here. Let me out. Screaming. And that's, and that's the end yeah. of the issue. And, of course, we always have these little issues. Um, we're not going to go into too much detail about this, but if you guys are buying this, read these backup little teeny newspaper articles, the magazine articles, because uh, they, they always They give you backstory on have, the world. Yes, there's always uh, story still going on back here that is going to be very important. It's not just filler. Exactly. It, it means something. It's one of those that also you have to read every single one to get it. Once mm-hmm. you get every single one, you go, oh, I, I understand where that was taking place now. Exactly. Well, that means we've only got one thing left to do. It's like, we got to go to... And that sounder can only mean one thing. It's time for our weekly trip to the comic shop. This week's um, trip to the comic shop is for February 7th, 2018. I don't know why I always stumble on dates. <laughs> it's all right, because, I th- dude, we've been doing this for so long. You more than me. Yeah. Well, They get mashed up. This week's comic shop, like every comic shop, is brought to you by the Shazbots. That was their song, The Comic Book Shop. Check them out on Facebook and iTunes. Also, go to Shazbots.com. Let them know that the DC Superpowers podcast sent you. Now, we have um, eight regular titles from this week and two special ones. So, uh, let me pull this up here. The first title we have is actually going to be Batman number 40. 
Super Friends Part 4. Since the beginning of the friendship between Batman and Wonder Woman, or since the beginning, the friendship between Batman and Wonder Woman has stood at the heart of the DC Universe. Now that friendship is coming apart, and as it does, the universe itself begins to crumble. The conclusion of the Batman's team-up with Wonder Woman, this, or this is the conclusion of Batman's team-up with Wonder Woman. This story was previously slated to run in Batman number 40. Okay, that's where they ended up running. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I don't know. Well, the art is done by Joel Jones and is written by Tom King. All right, our next one is Deathstroke, issue number 28, Chinatown, part one. Excuse me. <clears throat> there we go. Um, in the aftermath of shocking events of this year's Deathstroke annual, Slate finds himself at a crossroads as his odd hack uh, Dark Titans team d- dissolves and even Wintergreen finally abandons him. Mm. Slade begins a troublement backslide. Turbulent. I'm sorry, turbulent backslide into his old ways, bringing him face to face with China's new Superman. Ooh. Uh, art is done by Trevor Scott, Diogenes, uh, Diogenes Neves, and written by Christopher Priest. Okay. This is going to be interesting. This cover looks like something of a painting. Yeah. It's just a lot going on there. Well, the next up, we get Green Arrow number 37. The Rise of the Red Arrow. All Emiko wanted to do was follow in her brother's footsteps and be the Red Arrow, but he refused her. Now she's taken the, an arrow for, or she's taken an arrow for him, and her life is in the balance. Will she survive to become Red Arrow? And will Green Arrow punish those responsible for, or find himself in the grave? Art is done by Ron, Juan Ferreria, and is written by Benjamin Percy. Next, we have is Green Lanterns issue number forty. Inhuman Trafficking Part 1. An unassuming dating app turns dangerous for Earth's Green Lanterns as heroes looking for love begin disappearing around the world. Jessica Cruz and Simon Bass discover the interplanetary superhuman trafficking network preying on superpowered seekers of love and romance. That's a mouthful. But yeah. with their hearts and their heads on the line, these Green Lanterns may need more than willpower to win this fight. Art done by... Uh, Ben, ben Barbie, Barbie uh, Bagina, Bagenda, and written by Tim Seeley. This is going to get interesting because I want to know what su- what um, cameo superheroes we're going to get in this. Yeah, I'm they're not going to show see. Justice Leaguers. I know. I'm trying to zoom in on this picture, but I can't because it's, it doesn't work. Yeah. Well. well, we will find out soon. We will. Harley Quinn number thirty-seven is next, though. Angry Bird Part One. Ooh. Ever since he started horning in on New York City. The Penguin and Harley Quinn have been stuck in a cold war, but it's about to heat up. Making a long-term investment in a Gotham City that's crawling with bats isn't the Penguin style. So now he's hellbent on making Coney Island his new nest. Art is done by uh, Mirka Alfon- Al- uh, Andolfo, as written by Frank Thierry. Next is Nightwing, issue number 38, The Untouchable Infiltration. Another day in Bloodhaven, another death tied to the judge of all creation. The clues lead Nightwing to Guppy, who has who uh, was there when the first murder occurred. If Nightwing can't stop the judge, maybe Dick Grayson can. Mm. Written or art done by Bernard Chang and written by Sam Humphreys. This is interesting. That character of Guppy has been yeah. cool. He's been he's it's he cool because it's like Killer Shark. Yeah. Except docile. Yeah. And just chill. Chill. So he fits Nightwing. Has he been around actually for a while? Or I think he's new? a newer character. Okay. I don't know for sure. I, I don't know. Well, Didn't they say his dad? No, no. Tiger Shark was not actually a shark creature. No. Um. But I'm I'm looking yeah. up because there's also White Shark. Uh, 
in Batman Universal. Okay. Well, while you're looking that up, well, that we're going to go to Superman number 40. Suicide Planet number part one. Far away in a distant solar system, a world stands on the brink of destruction, as much as Krypton did year, many years ago. As Superman and his son venture off into space to help, an unexpected adversary stops the, our heroes dead in their tracks. And the, um, these people wish to die. Art done by Jamie Mendoza and Doug Mink, and it's written by James Robinson. Ooh, that's interesting. Where's Patrick Gleason and Peter mm. J. Mossy? They've been doing this for this a while, while for action or for Superman. You're taking a little break. I don't mm. know. Next is uh, Justice League issue number thirty-eight: The People versus Justice League Part Five. Alone on the Watchtower, the Flash must find a way to save astronauts drifting out into outer space. Meanwhile, Batman's obsession with redeeming himself for the two critical uh, failures feed a growing crisis of confidence in his relationship and his leadership. Art's done by Marco Santinci and written by Christopher Priest. Okay. This next one's a long and one. And then that's the last of our standard titles. Yeah. The next one is one we, I know you've been waiting for for a oh, while. Yeah. And this one actually is a, um, a little more expensive because this is basically a, almost a small graphic. Yeah, if you want, I can get this one because I'm excited. Oh, you're, go ahead, man. This All is right. your book. Now, this is going to be this is more costly than I was expecting, but I'm buying it because of Swamp Thing. And we haven't had a Swamp Thing title yet. Uh-huh. He's been featured Especially, in it's going to be interesting books. to see what Tom King does with him. Um, this is Swamp Thing, totally. This is Swamp Thing Winter Special, issue number one. Now, I don't know if they're going to have more. We'll see once we get down lower to the list, or King can say it here. Um, Tom King and Jason Fabruc pay tribute to the legendary creators of Swamp Thing, written by uh, Lynn Wynn and artist uh, Bernie Watson. Um, right, Bernie Wrightson. Thank you. Uh, as they join forces to art-shattering Swamp Thing uh, Passes Project. Passion, yeah. Passage Project. In this new Square um, One title, Swamp Thing is out of his element as the uh, separates of Lost Boy uh, through the... The what? As he He's out of his element as he shepherds a Lost, a lost boy. boy through the bl- the, uh, the blinding blizzards and the other hazards of the strange frozen tundra. In this touching uh, harrowing tale of survival, the pair must navigate uh, countless threats throughout the... Uh, Blundering, uh, bewildering, bewildering, uh, uh te- terrain. Thank you, terrain. <laughs> With the uh, bloodthirsty snow monster hot on their heels, but how long can they rely on each other? Uh, separate from the green and the striped, uh, stripped from his powers in this dead world. Oh wow! Strong thing struggles to fight their lot for their lives, delivers the boy to safety. Um, disarranged and decaying, disoriented, disoriented and decaying swamp thing. Uh, fading understanding in his surroundings, forcing the duo to confront their uh, desperation and to uncover the true identity of the snow monster that haunts them. In addition, his special feature is the final Swamp Thing story from the monster's co-creator, Lin Wynn, originally intended for, as the start of a new series. Aww. It is uh, presented here in both the original script from and with art from Kelly Jones. Yeah, because cool. uh, so this has a backup story in it. That's why yeah, it's so long. This is a it's lot an eighty-page it. book. Now this seems like it's going to be more than we got with the um, Jack Kirby ones. When, oh, similar similar style, I think. Right, but I think this has more pages to it. That that was like a fifty-some count. I, think, I don't remember. Maybe? Well, those did those. Yeah, they had a backup story. In yeah, them. they had all of them had backup stories. Um, but this is of course written by Jason Fabruc and written by Tom King and uh, and backup, the backup written story, by yeah. Lynn Wynn. So that's going to be a big one. Um, the next one we have is actually. The second of the um, 
DC Young Animal crossover specials. And this one's Mother Panic Batman special number one. Milk Wars part two. <laughs> Mother Panic has discovered a Gotham City transformed. What happened to her family and friends? And who moved into Gather House? The religious school that scarred Mother Panic as a young girl. It's Father Bruce, the orphan millionaire who decided to give back to society by filling the deep demand for sidekicks. Or, yeah, by... Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So many Robins in need of a nest. Plus, um, part two of the Eternity Girl backup story. Yep. The art in this is done by Ty Templeton, and the backup art is done by Sonny Lou. Uh, The backup was written by Magdalene Visaggio. And the main story was written by Jody Hauser. And with that, we reached the end of another show. There's a lot of specials going on. I think it's so weird how in the first one, Just League and Doom Patrol, Superman has no mask. But the next one we're going to get soon with Shade, Changing Girl, Wonder Woman. She has a mask on. Wonder Woman has a mask on the next one? Yeah. Okay. Look at look at this right here. Oh, I can't even show you. Hold on. Anyway. <laughs> we'll see it soon. Yes. So, this actually ended up being a little bit longer episode, I think. We did good. We yeah. Did good. So, Vern, why don't you let everybody know where they can get a hold of us? Guys, you can find us. Well, of course, you can find us first on our website, dcsuperpowers.com. And if you guys are looking for us anywhere else on our social media, you can find us on Instagram. We are DC Superpowers Podcast. Also, the same name, DC Superpowers Podcast, on Facebook. But on Twitter, we are at SuperpowersDC. And for my personal uses, you can find me on Instagram, v, um, Hollow Night Wolf, V Yellow on Twitter, and Vernon McWayne Moore on Facebook. And my partner, Ken, is on social media. You can find me on Facebook as Ken Rose, on Twitter and Instagram as GW1Ken. You can also find the show at our networks of the Tangibound Network at tangiboundnetwork.com and the Weeby Geeks Network at weebygeekspc.com. You can also, um, did you enjoy the show? If you really like the show, let us know. Uh, you can go to iTunes or anywhere you get podcasts and leave a rating or a review. That only takes a couple minutes of your time and helps other people find the show. Now we know that a lot more people have been um, have been checking out the show, and we thank you all for mm-hmm. that. That is fantastic. Thank you. Um, um, and I I want to add in one thing too. We didn't uh, get to it in the show, so we said we'll wait till the end of it. Um, guys, check out our sponsors on our website too. You can also find our gear, but our sponsors are things from another world, and this is where you can buy trades that might have a little dents, little scratches, but they are still great reading material. You can find new things and upcoming things that's coming out, pre-orders if you need. Yeah, all your book needs you can get from things from another world. Also, we have we don't really need to mention this one because everybody knows this one, but it's Sizeo Collectibles. We all know. Yeah. If you want a lifelike figure, a lifelike statue, that's where to go. Some of the best collectibles and most realistic collectibles you're going to find are at Sideshow Collectibles. And superhero stuff you can find right now. They have Valentine's Day presents right now for your significant other. You can get men, women, kids, just B-Day gifts, anything that's coming out in the media right now. Um, and also, if you want to go to the gym and feel like you're really a superhero, working out those muscles, looking like the comic characters right off the pages, get gym hero gym superheroes and they have a cyber monday sale going on right now as we speak so if you catch it before this is over well if you're on facebook live you catch it before you over go there sorry for everybody that's hearing this on the podcast but they usually have good sales so check them out yeah and you can find all of those on the sponsors page at geek one or yeah geek one <laughs> dc superpowers.com so and with that vernon yes. i want to say thank you brother for another great episode always a pleasure and we'll see you next week. Yes. And, and hopefully you can hear our voices next week, too. And uh, Super Friends, remember, check us out on Facebook every Monday night at 7. You can watch us do the show live. 
So, and with that, Super Friends, thanks for hanging out with us, and we'll see you next week.